Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, and Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Here's an important message from Vita Scientific. If you have high blood sugar or type 2 diabetes, these are serious medical issues that require immediate attention. Did you know that it's possible to actually reverse high blood sugar and diabetes by using simple, natural products proven to balance your blood sugar? It's time to do what I did. Take control of your life. Vita Scientific's clinically tested formula will help you to feel healthy and energetic. These breakthrough supplements along with small changes in your diet and exercise plan, may be the answer you've been looking for to set you on the path to optimal health. These products will not interfere with your current medical treatments, so start getting excited about feeling great again. Please visit VitaScientific.com or call Vita Scientific at 210-520-8432. That's 210-520-8432 to learn more. Tell them Doc Green sent you and get 50% off your first order. Call now. TV and radio are great mediums for mass instruction, but for those times when you just want to hold something in your hands, there is the damn good times. I still love the newspaper, but I'm tired of the liberal bias. That's why I reach for the damn good times. Always full of interesting stories and great information, and you can have it delivered to your doorstep by calling 281-332-5710 or sending an email to news at thedamngoodtimes.com. Just $50 a year will get a full subscription. It's a great gift for all the patriots you know. Do it now. Maintaining your home air conditioner is just as important as maintenance on your car. You don't know the big difference there's going to be until you've had the work done. I thought my system was working fine, but now it's better than ever. Galen Beattie did it for me, and he'll do it for you. Good servicing will not only keep your system performing well during the sweltering summers here in Houston, but it will save you money year after year. In my case, it cut my AC power consumption by 20%. Do what I did. Have Galen Beattie set up regular AC maintenance to cut your energy bill and prevent system failure at the worst time. 
time. And what's better than being comfortable and saving money? Whether you need a basic tune-up or it's time to put in a new super-efficient system, you should call BDAC, 281-222-9591. That's 281-222-9591 to schedule an AC system tune-up. BDAC and Heat. That's B-E-E-D-E-A-C and Heat.com. BDAC and Heat.com. You just defended yourself with a gun. The police are called, and you're potentially involved in a homicide. But it was self-defense. At this point, you are not in your right mind. No one ever is when they are in fear for their life and defend themselves. Anything you say can and will be used in a court of law, both civilly and criminally. Fortunately, you have SelfDefenseFund.com. We are the National Association for Legal Gun Defense, and we protect our members nationally in all 50 states, up to $1 million per incident per member. Let us do the talking for you and visit SelfDefenseFund.com. Any weapon, any state, any time. As you know, this is the final stage in your examination. It's a rather informal test in which we try to get some line on your ability to think on your feet. Your reaction to stress and pressure. Clear your desk. Get your number two pencil ready. If you are ready, the Inquisition is about to begin. Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. If you have questions, please refer them to the chat room and make them good. Go ahead. Make my day. yourself one question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? Live from Houston, Texas, a man who calls it like he sees it, without the normal political correctness you may have grown comfortable with. It's time for the Texas Perspective on Current News and Events. This show is not for the faint of heart or easily offended. Chances are you will learn something and along the way get to hear some great music from bands you may have missed. The doctor is in, and he will see you now. Well, I guess we better get on with it. And good afternoon. It's good to be with you guys today. I'll tell you what, there's so much going on out there. I just, I hardly know where to start. It's like eating an elephant, right? And speaking of eating an elephant, uh, welcome to Raging Elephants Radio as well as the amazing Doc Green Show on American Voice Radio. Want to thank Frank for uh, producing the show every day. We're going to get Rusty in here in a minute. Um, but first of all, I have to say this. I am very, very irritated today. I'm very upset over the simple fact that if I want to buy a silencer for my weapon, I have to go through a seven-month background check. A seven-month background check. Did you get that? That's seven months, seven full months for me, an American veteran with a history, with a family, with a Social Security number, with all of my records wide open on on Yahoo and Google, uh, with a concealed handgun license that you have to have a full FBI background check to be able to obtain. I have to go through a seven-month background check to buy a toy. To buy a toy for a device that is constitutionally protected from any sort of government interference. Now, we all know the government is worthless as tits on a boar hog. We know that there's almost nothing that the government does well. And indeed, there's almost nothing that I think you could trust the government with ever. Period. We all know that. 
But nonetheless, if it takes them seven months to approve a guy like me who's already been FBI background checks, who who has formerly held a top-secret security clearance with the military, who has children, who has Social Security number, who has worked his entire life in the United States, if i got to go through a seven-month background check, why in the hell... Do we let all of these stinking Syrians and Somalians and Afghanis and Pakistanis, why do we let these bastards into our country with nothing? Oh, they say they background check them. Well, let me tell you, they know nothing about these people. But if they were really background checking them, it would take a year for each one to get background checked because, you see, unlike me, where they have all of my records on file and easily obtainable. I have a passport for crying out loud. You know how hard it is to get one of those? I even have one of these passports. For all you people on YouTube, you get to see this. Uh, people on Facebook, it's a little harder to see, but uh, I'll, uh, I'll hold it up there for you. That's a Texas passport. I have a passport. I have all of this government documentation. I have miles and miles and aisles and aisles of government documentation. In fact, when I got pulled over in River Oaks last year, the cop with my driver's license was able to print out about seven pages of every legal infraction I'd ever had in my entire life. And he was able to print that out in mere seconds. Yet it takes seven months for me to get approval to buy a silencer for my, for my toy gun. Cause those are the kind of toys I like to play with. Now, if it takes seven months for me to get that, how is it even possible? How is it even a consideration? How is there any possible way this could even happen, that we could get a Somalian in here, that we could get an Afghanistani guy in here, that we could get a Pakistani in here, that we could get an Arab in here from, from one of these countries where, I mean, except for the camel DNA, they got nothing. How is it possible that our government lies to us and tells us that they are vetting these people before they bring them here. And you know the answer to that question. They are lying. It's just like listening to Hillary at a debate. She is lying. She doesn't know how to do anything else. That's all she can do is lie. I don't expect Hillary to ever tell the truth until that day when she walks into that federal prison and gets placed in solitary confinement for the first time in her life that she will ever get honest. I don't expect her to get honest before that, but I can tell you right now, your government is lying to you, and if you're going to continue to allow them to do this, you're going to lose everything you care about. Absolutely everything you care about. It's all going to be gone. And I realized I had not clicked the Facebook link. So for all you guys on Facebook, good afternoon. I'm sorry you missed that entire first rant. But the truth is simply this. We cannot trust our government. We cannot trust our government at all. And I was listening to a lovely black woman talking on the news. And she was talking about why she has decided to support Donald Trump. This black woman who is a lifelong Democrat has decided to support Donald Trump. And you know why she's supporting Donald Trump? She said, first of all, I was a Bernie girl. But she said, then I started looking at the situation, and I realized that Hillary was corrupt. I realized that Hillary is a liar. Some people have gone so far to say, I realized that Hillary was a murderer. She is. 
And she said, so I looked at that, and then I looked at this Donald Trump guy, and I said, wow, the Republicans don't want Donald Trump to win the election. Wow, the Democrats don't want Donald Trump to win the election. I think Donald Trump is my guy. Yeah, that's what pushed her over. A black Democrat woman is now voting for Donald Trump. She got on the Trump train. She said there are no other options. I totally agree with her. Now, personally, I believe Donald Trump is going to win this election. I believe he's going to win it by more than 10 points. And if you're not behind Donald Trump yet, you better get behind Donald Trump. You either get behind Donald Trump or you can kiss your behind goodbye, and you can take my word to the bank on that. But just keep in mind that this government is so corrupt. They are so corrupt. There's nothing that they do well. They've got to be replaced. We have got to get something good going on in America. And if we don't do that this time, there's not going to be another chance. Having said all that, if Rusty is still there, I would like to get Rusty in here and let's get the border report in. Frank, by the way, said Hillary won't get honest until she checks into that burning hell hotel. Yeah, maybe even then. <laughs> We're going to talk to Rusty, I think, here in a minute and get the border report. Tonight is the big debate. I intend to be there to watch it. It's going to be a lot of fun. I am really looking forward to it because I know that uh, Mike Pence is a skilled debater. I know that Mike Pence is a pretty solid conservative, not as conservative as I am, but a pretty solid conservative. And so we're looking forward to that debate tonight. It's going to be much better than the one where Donald Trump got his butt handed to him a few days ago. But I had to watch that debate again this morning. And one of the things I noticed when Donald Trump was bearing down on his email or on her email scandal, the look on her face was alternating between if looks could kill, you'd be lying on the floor and utter horror. He was hammering her hard and she was scared. You could see it in her face. And then Donald Trump switched to talking about himself. The, the sigh of relief was almost audible on Hillary. And all of a sudden the scowl was gone and she had a big smile. I hope Donald Trump did what some other people have recommended to him, and that is to watch that debate with no sound and just watch the debate. He'll learn a lot. Okay, Rusty, do I? Hello, Rusty. Dadgummit, we're having problems with Rusty today. We're going we're gonna to get him on eventually. I don't know if that was his phone ringing. Somehow I got a feeling Rusty's getting called. Oh, his phone keeps dying. That's what it is. Dad Gummit, we need to take up a collection for Rusty and get him a new phone, guys. I have done that before. Anyway, I'm looking on Facebook. I don't know where everybody is. Wilbur Witt's there. Good to see him. In fact, I may get to an article from Wilbur today. Uh, yesterday was a very historical day. Uh, October 2nd, actually two days ago, the first military engagement of the Texas Revolution was fought near Gonzales, Texas. Most of you are familiar with that. 
and it was fought between the Texas settlers and a detachment of Mexican Army troops. In 1831, the Mexican authorities gave the settlers of Gonzales a small cannon to help protect them against the Comanche Indians from whom we were taking that land. Over the next four years, the political situation in Mexico deteriorated. Santa Ana became a horrible Democratic-style dictator, you know, like Hillary. And in 1835, several states revolted. And as the unrest began to spread, Colonel Domingo de Ugartechia, the commander of the Mexican troops in Texas, felt just a little unwise to leave the residence of Gonzales with a cannon. And so he requested that they return it. Hey, you guys, remember that cannon we gave you guys to protect yourself against the Indians? Well, we don't think the Indians are a problem now. Can we have it back? Well, his initial request was refused. So he sent 100 dragoons, that would be Mexican soldiers at the time, to retrieve the cannon and dragoons. Of course, back then, I guess that was like their their upper line uh, of soldiers. So... uh, mounted infantry, and uh, they had exceptional fighting skills and became what we know today as the cavalry. So anyway, he sent a hundred of his best cavalry and uh, to get the cannon back. And I'm going re- to carry on with that story as soon as I get Rusty in here. Rusty, talk to me, Rusty. Anyway, hey, Doc, uh, listen... Um, the last few days have been very, very uh, unnerving, very re- revealing. I had some people down here last Friday, very serious-minded people. Uh, one of them has a long military record. He's a commission officer, retired, uh, put in over 20 years, Something did something in the neighborhood of about nine tours overseas. Uh, another man is a uh, longer veteran away from the service, but nevertheless, he's put in his four tours uh, going back to Vietnam. Now, since all of this has taken place, I've had some uh, contact with a couple of people from the media, and here's where it's going. Since then, everything is coming around to it's getting to a very dangerous point here in the valley, I have seen such a large amount of cocaine on the street in the daytime, not wow. at night, being sold. And Man. contacting the uh, the local authorities, there they have they are making so many busts, they don't have enough people to handle it. There is so much that's being brought over to flood the market, if you will. Uh, some of the normally what you expect on the street is maybe uh, maybe an ounce or two somebody's dealing in. What I have seen recently is uh, some dealers standing on the street corner with a half a pound. Wow! Trying to pedal it. Now, well, now where, uh, where half a pound. Seven DPS. I mean, read seven DPS. They're supposed to be down there collecting all these drug dealers. That's what they told me what the governor said. Uh, I don't I don't know where, because they're sure not down here in our in our, our county. Hmm. And uh, the Border Patrol is swamped. They've been pulling the people out again from my county, sending them up the line. 
and uh, their uh, seizure rate here this last month, as far as uh, weed is concerned, is down because they don't have enough people on the river. And the idiots on the other side know that. And I have my, yes, my big mouth is, uh, has caused me to get a couple of more uh, uh, foreign phone calls. And they told me if I don't watch out, they're going to come for me. And I said, well, tell you what, your wife got is more of a uh, man than you are. You know huh. where to find me. I'm waiting. Oh, man. And, well, uh, if the and uh, this, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. We got all these additional drugs coming through, and uh, there's there appears to be no uh, no Region Seven DPS uh, presence at all. So my question to you, Rusty, is uh, who who's actually trying to solve this? Who's I mean, is there any defense at all against what's going on down there? Not really. The Border Patrol's got their hands tied. They got as many people as they can. Here Thursday and Friday of last week, they even had uh, men can in uh, garb, riding the back bumper of some of their vehicles as shotgun in daylight. They normally don't do that in daylight, but it's been so hot and heavy that they've had to. Wow. And with all of this taking place, now, you know that these guys, they don't like to announce, they don't like to scare people. That's one thing that they don't want to do. But everything is taking place up in Washington. Everything is taking place in uh, Austin. Uh, all of the media and everything. Uh, I believe seriously that they are expecting a large uh, force to come across, and this is one reason why the uh, the the angels in green, my buddies, were mm-hmm. out there in force like they were. Now, what's it's going to happen? I don't know. Uh, and as far as I was talking to a friend of mine, he, he told me very bluntly, he said, don't come around my house. He said, I don't want them to go after you and get my family. I said, don't worry. I said, I'll make sure I don't come back again. Wow. Well, it's good that we got you down there, Rusty. I'm a little bit concerned, though, that we don't have some of the people that actually get paid to defend our border and some of the people that actually get paid to stop the drug dealers down there. I mean, where are those guys? And the answer is uh, they're all up here in northern Texas going going after Texans instead of taking care of business down there. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming so because we're sure we sure don't have much of anything. And don't get me wrong, I want to live as long as I can, like any other person. But I'm not. But pardon my French. I'm not going to back down from the bastards. We took it in World War II and in Dachau and Auschwitz. I lost 1,200 family members. They're not. If they want to come for me, it's going to cost them. I'm not going to put up with with the cartel. I'm damn sure not going to put up with the Muslims. They want me. They better fill their hands to come for me. Man, yeah, Wilbur Witt says, yeah, they're out there chasing real criminals like uh, his children. (laughs) His his young granddaughter, Puck, you know, uh, CPS, that's all they got time to do. They don't have time to go after any real crime down there on the border. (laughs) 
I don't know. I don't know what it's going to take. I'm very concerned, Rusty, and and uh, I'm rooting for Donald Trump. But on the other hand, you know that we're still talking, uh, you know, ninety to one hundred and twenty days before anything good comes of that. I'm not even sure that even at that. Now, the people that uh, that are talking to me on the street, they are very much in favor of Donald Trump. They are switching their party lines. But here again, it's like one guy told me. He said, how do I know when it comes time for me to go vote, they're even going to let me vote? They're pushing now for a, right, for a mail-in ballot. Yes. To keep them away from the polls. Yeah, that's uh, that's all I've been talking about up here in Houston lately is uh, how many mail-in ballots are going out. And it's a large number, Rusty. I got mine, and I, and I tore it up, put it in an envelope, mailed it back to them, and they said, you know what? Where you can what you can use to wipe this with? <laughs> I haven't gotten any response. No, probably not. But, but uh, we think that the mail-in ballots actually are going to get hijacked. Yes, and this is the whole thing. And Doc, look, uh, I don't want to come across as a Yahoo. I don't want to come across as a uh, uh, as one of these uh, uh, Rambo types because I'm not. I've been down here too long. But Doc, I don't know what else it's going to take. If 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 it comes down to the point that I'm looking that I'm looking up, that's just what God wants. I'll be here. And uh, I'm sorry, my friend. I don't know. I've got a feeling that it's uh, um, that may that may happen sooner than later. The way things are going. Well, and I would wish. And if that comes down to that, it's like the Indians used to say, cry when they're born, laugh and cheer when they, when they die, because they're gone to a better place. It comes down to that, don't cry, cheer. I'm going with my Lord. Rusty, thank you for being part of the show today. I do appreciate it. Y'all be safe. God bless. So, uh, I hear music coming in. Must be from this. Ah, uh, that's what it is. Yeah, it's a, a news story that I got up here. Which I'm not going to do right now. So, we're, we're going to get back to that in a minute. Guys, Rusty Bonsies, you've got to understand, that guy has lived on the border. His family uh, took that place in 1940. Lived on the border all of that time. And it's a tough road to hoe, let me tell you. And nobody, nobody is out there trying to do anything about it. Nobody's out there trying to solve it. Nobody's trying to improve it. I mean, our own governor. I wanted to point out that thing uh, earlier because our own governor, uh, while he has put out the word that uh, we're not going to accept any more Syrian refugees, then, then uh, today the Supreme Court comes down and says, oh, yes, you are. That's discrimination. We will not tolerate any discrimination. So, I I just don't know where we're at. I do not know where we're at. I wanted to get back to the Battle of Gonzales. Celebrated that anniversary. It's on the 2nd. So anyway, uh, Ugar Tashia sent 100 dragoons to come and get this cannon. And as the soldiers neared Gonzales, 
On September the 29th, the colonists used a variety of excuses to keep them from coming into town while secretly sending messengers to request assistance from nearby communities. And within two days, 140 Texians had gathered in Gonzales. By the way, I mean, back then, it was very rural down here in Texas. So there, there weren't a lot of people to begin with. And they all gathered in Gonzales. Don't forget, at this point in time, these Texians are actually Mexians because this land belonged to Mexico. They gathered in Gonzales, and they were determined not to give up the cannon. So on October the 1st, the settlers voted to initiate the fight. Mexican soldiers opened fire as the Texians approached their camp in the early hours of October the 2nd. And after several hours of desultory firing, the Mexican soldiers withdrew. And although skirmish had little military significance, it did mark a clear break between the colonists and the Mexican government and is considered to have been the start of the Texas Revolution. Now, actually, according to a very good friend of mine, the Bacon Master, a.k.a. Walter West, um, the first shot occurred a month earlier, and it happened at sea. Mexican officials had been attempting to assert authority over the colonists by imposing tariffs and tonnage fees on cargoes moving through Texas ports. Before that time, Texas had enjoyed free trade, first by statute, and then after the statute's expiration, de facto free trade. Since nearly everything that came into the colonies here in Texas came by sea, the fees and tariffs hit the Texians hard in their purses. Yes, men carried purses back then. The folks were somewhat less than happy. The main revenue enforcer on the coast was one Lieutenant Thomas Thompson of the Mexican Navy, Commander of the schooner of war, Correo de Mexico. Thompson was an Englishman by birth, American by naturalization, a bartender in New Orleans before accepting a commission by the Mexican, Mexican Navy. So he enjoyed wielding authority. On September the 1st, 1835, the brig Tremont was outbound to Pensacola from Velasco, which is now known as Surfside, with a load of timber. Thompson brought, brought her to and hoarded her. And boarded her, excuse me. And when the Tremont's captain couldn't produce a manifest for the cargo, Thompson declared his ship seized. The Texians, watching from the shore, were indignant. Volunteers pulled aboard the little steamship and Laura to take the Tremont back. She had no trouble catching them as the two sailing vessels were both becalmed. And with that, we're going to hit this break, and I'll finish that story in a minute on The Amazing Doc Green Show. in luxury vinyl tile installations for your home or your office. 
We sell a high-performance floor that is perfect for anyone who has dogs or cats or is trying to get a floor that just looks beautiful without nearly the maintenance that other floors have. It's a heavy-duty commercial PVC product. It looks like wood or stone or tile. This is a floor choice that you find major retailers have in their stores or intimate cafe or even your fast food restaurants. The adhesive that we use is waterproof. The product is waterproof, and so therefore, you can use a bleach water solution, clean it right up, and you're back to normal. It doesn't hold any odor, it's realistic, it's hygienic, it's affordable, and there's no click, click, click noise on it when you walk on this floor. It's just amazing. We've been in this house for about eight years, and we've had some hardwood floors down. And it was really one of those things where they were looking worn and need to be refinished, and we were really looking for an alternative. We found Gary with Pep Floors, and he came out and measured. The measurement process went very easily, and when it came to installation time, they came out here, did a fine job. The installers were great. The service has been great ever since. I love my new floors. They're great, extremely durable, and they just look beautiful. From a cleaning standpoint, from an overall care standpoint, you don't even have to think about what you're doing. It's, it's, there's no special care. It, it's really nice. Actually, have a mobile showroom so I can come out to your home or office at a time that's convenient for you and I can show you the samples that would look right in your home I can even help you make decisions and coach you through this it's not like I've done this one or two times but I've done it many many times so give me a phone call and I'm happy to come out there I do estimates for you right there on the spot and it's all free of charge you just defended yourself with the gun. The police are called, and you're potentially involved in a homicide, but it was self-defense. At this point, you are not in your right mind. No one ever is when they are in fear for their life and defend themselves. Anything you say can and will be used in a court of law, both civilly and criminally. Fortunately, you have SelfDefenseFund.com. We are the National Association for Legal Gun Defense, and we protect our members nationally in all 50 states, up to $1 million per incident per member. Let us do the talking for you and visit SelfDefenseFund.com. Any weapon, any state, any time. Here's an important message from Vita Scientific. If you have high blood sugar or type 2 diabetes, these are serious medical issues that require immediate attention. Did you know that it's possible to actually reverse high blood sugar and diabetes by using simple, natural products proven to balance your blood sugar? It's time to do what I did. Take control of your life. Vita Scientific's clinically tested formula will help you to feel healthy and energetic. These breakthrough supplements, along with small changes in your diet and exercise plan, may be the answer you've been looking for to set you on the path to optimal health. These products will not interfere with your current medical treatments, so start getting excited about feeling great again. Please visit VitaScientific.com or call Vita Scientific at 210-520-8432. That's 210-520-8432 to learn more. Tell them Doc Green sent you and get 50% off your first order. Call now. The doctor is in. Do it. Doc Green, Raging Elephants Radio, American Voice Radio, where we give you the truth, nothing but the truth, and everything else we can find out that even goes with the truth. So anyway, getting back to San Jacinto, the first battle of Texas independence actually took place out in the Gulf. 
And uh, once again, uh, Captain Thompson was seizing this ship of wood and preventing it from going where it was supposed to go. Well, the Texans were watching from shore, and they were indignant. So a bunch of volunteers piled aboard a little steamboat called Laura to take the Tremont back. Well, Laura had no trouble catching them because the Tremont and Captain Thompson's boat were both sailing vessels, and there was no wind. So anyway, as soon as they were within range, the Texans opened fire on Thompson's ship with rifles. This caused Thompson to cut the Tremont loose so he could slowly bring his cannon to bear. The Laura then took the Tremont in tow and steamed out of range. There was much rejoicing. And, of course, that was when people first began to truly appreciate a steam engine as opposed to a sailboat. So cue the Hollywood soundtrack. A sail appeared on the eastern horizon. The Laura chugged out to investigate, and an hour later returned with the San Felipe in tow, bristling with cannon, her hull filled with arms for Texians, and aboard was none other than Stephen F. Austin. He was returning to Texas from New Orleans after a two-year stay in a Mexican dungeon. Uh, you forgot about that little bit of history, didn't you? Yes, Stephen F. Austin, for whom our capital city is named, had gone to Mexico to sue for peace, and they threw him in jail and left him there for two years, kind of like we're going to do to Hillary. Anyway, except for she ain't going to get out in two years. San Felipe's cargo and passengers were quickly unloaded, and she made for the Correo, and in a heavy exchange of cannon and rifle fire over the next day and a half, the Correo was rendered defenseless, and the Thompson, uh, Commander Thompson hoisted the white flag. Because Commander Thompson was unable to locate his commission in the Mexican Navy, the mischievous Texians packed him and his crew off to New Orleans to stand trial. That land, I found peace in so much, says uh, the Bacon Master. Texans voluntarily armed themselves when they knew their government meant to subdue them. So the question is, where are we at in Texas and that was the first battle of the Texas Revolution. Now, back to the Battle of Gonzales. So, the Mexicans came up here, and they intended to take that cannon, but the Texians that lived here had other ideas, and they went out and attacked the, Mex attacked the Mexican dragoons and sent them packing, and that was the end of that. So uh, when you see that come and take it flag, that was the message that they essentially sent the Mexicans then. They said, uh, yeah, if you want your cannon back, well, you're going to have to come and take it. We're not giving it to you. It ain't going to come easy. So I wanted to give you that little bit of Texas history on this day. Uh, on the race for the White House, Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump are in a virtual tie today. Tuesday, October the 4th, 2016. They're in a virtual tie, according to the Rasmussen polls that just came out. The White House watched National Telephone, an online survey of likely voters. That's an important survey, because likely voters are the ones that count. Those are the people like me that when I get the survey, I say, I am absolutely going to the polls. That's the difference between registered voters, because there are plenty of registered voters that Probably will not go to the polls. So anyway, it's showing that uh, Clinton's got 42, Trump 41, Gary Johnson 9, Jill Stein 2. And there's about 4% undecided out there. 
Yesterday it was Clinton 43, Trump 41. So Clinton dropped one, Trump gained it. 83% of registered voters now say they are certain how they will vote, and Clinton has statistically has a statistically insignificant lead over Trump. Now let me point out a few other things to you that you may not have considered. First of all, have you seen a Trump rally? Have you seen a Hillary rally? Trump has his rallies in the largest auditoriums that are available in any given city. Hillary has her uh, gatherings in the restrooms of those auditoriums in any given city and has trouble selling all the seats. That should be a huge indicator to you. Oh, I got to say hi to Susan Dantzler, by the way. She has checked in. And Vic, good to see you too. There is no enthusiasm for Hillary. None, not any, not a period. There's no enthusiasm for Hillary. And what few Hillary supporters there are out there, they uh, they really don't like her. Most of them are pretty sure, like I am, that uh, she pulled the trigger on Vince Foster. And for those of you that are younger and you don't know who Vince Foster was, you need to look it up. I strongly recommend that you get this book. I'm pretty sure it's still available on uh and on Amazon, it's called Unlimited Access. It's written by Gary Aldrich, a career FBI agent in charge of White House security. But he covers very clearly what happened with Vince Foster. And this was written, uh, I don't know, what was the copyright on this? I paid 25 bucks for this book back in the day. That was back when 25 bucks was some money. I don't see the copyright on this, but I'm, I'm going to guess this was written in the uh, early 90s. Jack Anderson, the syndicated columnist, uh, gave it a preface, said this is pure political dynamite, a testimony of a White House insider, former FBI agent. It's terrifying, and it should demand congressional hearings. Well, what's in this book would demand congressional hearings, if there was anybody in Congress that was still on your side. The problem is, the Republicrats in Congress are traitors to this nation, and they could give a rat's rear end about what you think. They are up there trying to make sure that when the new world order takes power, they're going to have a seat at the table of power. They're up there feathering their own nest. They really don't care about you. And the only way you're going to get them to care about you a little bit is if you can make a contribution north of $50,000. That's sort of the entry level point where they'll pay any attention to you, 50000 bucks. Sadly, it's kind of like that on a state level, too. But that's another matter. So the good news is if you look at the uh, social media out there, Donald Trump is winning handily. Oh, Frank jumped in and said, Trump also crushed Hillary with a, with under $100 donations, $100 million in under $100 donations. The party of the rich is and has been for as long as I can remember the Democrats. Republicans have represented the working man. No two ways to look at it uh, beyond that. That's just the truth. That's what it is. So anyway, the good news is on the eve of the, uh, well, tonight is the night of the vice presidential uh, candidate debate. 
There's no question in my mind that Pence is going to dominate, that he will win. He's solid in his convictions. If you look at just the quality of the people, I mean, between Donald Trump, Mike Pence, Hillary, and uh, this Kane guy, there's no question which one you should vote for. I can tell you, as my uh, brother, the Apostle Claver, has been frequently uh, saying, there's no way anybody out there that's a Christian that knows what the Holy Ghost is could possibly vote for a Democrat. It's just not possible because Democrats stand against everything that you believe in. And that's just the truth. Since I see Susan in the room there today, uh, I don't know how your uh, how's your lawsuit going, Susan, and you're going to want to talk about that at some point. Just let me know. The call-in number, by the way, is 800-932-1980. 800-932-1980. And I appreciate it whenever you guys share the show with your friends. America Voice Radio network is good you can also use the tune in app when you're cruising around town that's how i was listening this morning i was listening to my good buddy doc krupa who came on before me today and uh, i was listening on in my van with my smartphone plugged into the radio so that's how you can do it and i was using the tune in radio app and it sounded great Yeah, Wilbur said, you can't admit you're going to vote for Trump because Black Size Matter people will just go upside your head. Yeah, that's the truth. We saw it. I don't know if you saw that video on Facebook. Uh, some poor white lady was outside in her front yard trying to defend her house against the black thugs. And some black thugs came into her yard. They were laughing and cutting up, and they were stealing Trump signs, what they were doing. And when she tried to defend her yard, they attacked her mercilessly beat the living crap out of her she will have permanent scars on her beautiful face because of what those black lives matter people did to her so i'd like to take this moment and tell you some truth okay you should have a weapon at all times you should never ever leave your house without a weapon not ever period you should always carry Extra magazines for that weapon because you don't know how many shots you're going to need. And in my particular case, I go out. That's my loadout right there. That's my standard loadout when I leave the house. Full clip, one in the chamber, two backup mags. Because if there's trouble, I'm going to take care of business. What happened to that woman was horrible. And here's what we got to do. When these Black Lives Matter thugs start coming up and start beating on one of us, we need to kill them. That's just that simple. We have to kill them. And that's what I'm asking you to do. When the black thugs show up and they're ruining somebody's face like they did to that poor white girl, kill them. Uh-oh, Steve O'Brien's calling in, Republic of Texas Radio. Come on in here, Steve O'Brien. Hey, how you doing there, Doc? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, Steve O'Brien's show comes on every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. on uh, Republic Radio. Is that right? Well, that's correct. Hey, I, I, I heard you had Susan Dansler in there in the chat room. I did see her in the chat room, yes. Yeah, she has not replied to my query yet. 
Well, you know the world we live in, Doc, they're not supposed to be talking about what's undergoing through the legal system, but I can, I bet you I can hit the numbers for you on what's going on with Susan. Well, lay it on me, because uh, Susan Dantzler is a real patriot, and we love her dearly, and and uh, her family was broken into by a bunch of thugs with badges and guns with no warrant. Yeah, that's true. Um, they were doing an unconstitutional search, or they wanted to perform an unconstitutional search, and ended up her husband was beaten rather severely, and that has um, turned out to be part of a, a case that's ongoing and actually had some movement. I'll take a quick look at my notes. Um, so last week on Thursday, the two officers that were, well, they're deputies here in Fredericksburg's Gillespie County, um, mm-hmm. Joe Hyman and uh, Hunter Westbrook, they showed up at like 6 o'clock in the morning and bam, 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 started harassing uh, Susan Danzler and her husband saying, we need to get into your house to search. Where's the warrant? Nothing happened. Well, okay, they ended up beating him. He went to the uh, hospital and whatnot. Yeah, well, and that, amazingly, I saw, the, I saw the pictures. They They beat him badly. His skin was ripped. He was bleeding profusely. That's what these police officers did to him because they wanted to search his house and they said and he said no you don't have a warrant yeah it's a shame but you know these things happen all the time doc and that's that's a crime the weird thing that happened is she got some kind of recourse um they're actually she had some people that picked up the case and this thing's moving it's moving right along and that would be John Whitehead, I believe, with uh, with the uh, oh, what's the name of his organization? John Whitehead. I don't know. I'll, I'll have it here for you in a second. <laughs> I know. Okay. So last Thursday, uh, uh, Whitehead was here in um, man. Uh, I believe it was in oh, it was San Antonio, right? And when the both sheriff's deputies were deposed, so they showed up there and they told their story and whatnot and, you know, tried to keep the facts straight. But, of course, the facts are all sideways and and whatever. But we'll we'll figure that out in the trial. But we don't have a date for that yet. Okay. But last week on Thursday, there was a deposition, right, and both defendants, well, two of the defendants, there's one more defendant in this case. Now, of course, uh, let me see what's going on on that oh yeah because that's coming up this week and i'm sorry if i'm yeah (laughs) i'm trying to get my notes here um the next point on this um whole thing comes up on october 6th here in gillespie county it happens at the the law enforcement building and that will be at uh, man these notes are just terrible uh (laughs) <laughs> it'll be like five o'clock in the afternoon and uh buddy mills will be deposed from there we're going on to a trial well john whitehead is a fabulously uh skilled attorney and he's got a good law firm rutherford institute and they represent people uh with liberty issues and I am just ecstatic that he picked up her case. And, of course, there's some local people involved in this as well. 
But once again, you know and I know that it's virtually impossible for any of us to defend ourselves against a government that has unlimited resources unless we can get somebody like the Rutherford Institute that will go to bat for us. And Mm -hmm. that's unfortunately what happened in this case. And Susan Dantzler, I've known her for some time. She's a wonderful lady. And she and her husband are just hardworking folks. It's just that uh, they said, you know, you, you, you can't come in and search our house unless you have a warrant. Right. But before that, somebody that wouldn't say who they were said something and accused, made an accusation. And that, I mean, it, it is crazy. The spin that has gone on to this and the spin that's been thrown on Susan Danzler and the rest of her family, right? It's like, well, hold, hold, hold on. Somebody accused me, my son, all of us. Now they're accusing them all sorts of things. When they didn't do anything wrong, they didn't hurt anybody, right? They're, they're, they weren't the victims. They were actually the good actors in this play. That will come out, I promise you, Doc. These facts, they, they're all out there. They're just being assembled, and it's moving forward step by step by step. The next step is this Thursday, you know, when Sheriff Buddy Mills of Glispie County in Fredericksburg, you know, uh, has to tell his side of the story and how it was right. Well, in his eyes, was it right and just all the way that that went down? I wish I could get on that chat board and send you this link. Maybe somebody can feed that into the chat room. But it's amazing if you've never seen it. It's absolutely horrifying, actually. The uh, Rutherford Institute is at uh, rutherford.org, and uh, if you guys want to help support Susan's case here, please go there and donate. Uh, The question was asked, does selfdefensefund.com cover this type of incident? I'm not sure, so I'm going to find out, because, uh, but I think so. I think, in fact, uh, had they resisted more uh, than I, I'm pretty sure selfdefensefund.com would cover this. Uh, we want to give uh, credit out there to uh, Jerry Lynn Ward. She's an attorney in Lakeway, Texas, and she's the one that's handling this for the Rutherford Institute. But you can go to rutherford.org and you can donate. And uh, we'd appreciate it if you would do that because uh, they're doing that. I actually had, when this first went down, I had uh, John uh, Whitehead on here with the Rutherford to talk about this crime. and. Of course, he was upset. But what are we dealing with here? We're dealing with the average American citizen who says, well, according to the Constitution, I have these certain God-given rights, and, uh, and I would like to assert them. And we have a government that's saying, you have only the rights that I tell you you have at this moment in time. The law means nothing. Not unlike what happened to me, by the way, when I uh, went to the Harris County uh, appraisal district to complain about my uh, stupid, unfair taxes and end up getting hauled off in handcuffs. The same thing. Uh, it's just it is. respect for the taxpayer. I, I really don't know where it comes from, Doc, except for them saying that since it's a law, it must be constitutional and that they don't actually think for themselves. Am I painting with a broad brush here or is that the way it works? Well, it's the way that it looks to me. I mean, in this particular case, uh, I mean, here's Susan and and her husband. They're just home. It's early on a Sunday morning, I think, if I recall. And they're home, and they're they're having a day off. I mean, they both work hard. They're taxpayers. They're Texans. They're just out there doing what they do. Next thing you know, the cops are pounding on your door demanding entry. 
And as it turned out, the uh, tip that they were acting on was actually given to them by one of the criminals involved in the act. Yep. So the criminal used the cops to attack his enemy. Oh, man, Doc, I, I really, really can't wait for the trial. It's going to be so good. You know, so many people, um, I guess it's not so many people, but I have heard it said here in Fredericksburg that Susan Danzler is in this for the money. And uh, early on, when they, you know, the defense is getting together with the prosecution, right, I was talking to Susan going like, well, are they going to, try to settle she says well we don't want any settlement and neither does john whitehead or anybody at the rutherford institute jerry lynn ward um we're not settling for some kind of give me some money gag order thing we want this practice to stop it needs to be exposed for what it is this is not right to have this uh whatever, crime stopper line, call in anonymously, turn in your neighbor, do this and this, and then <laughs> destroy a person's life. You know, that's just not right. They're in it for the long haul. They're in it for changing the way that business is done here. That's why they're scary. And um, they have made things kind of uncomfortable here for Susan Danzler uh, on numerous occasions. Um, little tiny things have happened that would kind of freak you out. All of a sudden, all sorts of cops show up. You're going, what? Um, for no apparent reason, random traffic stops for stupid things. And, you know, just keeping the heat up, you know, and keeping um, Susan Danzler walks in a lot of the, the Republican circles around here. And one of the key faces that she bumps into a lot of times is the sheriff, Buddy Mills, who's in charge of the officers who have been, well, I think they're mistrained, uh, honestly, Doc. I don't know who trained them because that behavior was wrong. And I'm told that he's responsible for the training. But it's going to be fun to find out if he actually supports that kind of brutality. Well, I guess we're going to see it because it is going to come to trial. There's no getting out of that now. Uh, the... Uh... The problem that we're dealing with, though, is is the cops are just more or less pretty much out of control. And I don't know how we're going to put that genie back in the bottle, quite frankly, but it's, uh, it's a serious problem that needs to be addressed. And, of course, uh, you know, what happened to me is simply uh, a matter of uh, trying to add a little brightness there to the camera. What happened to me was simply a matter I, I showed up down there. Uh, I had a van that beat the crap. It's 1999. It's got 275,000 miles on it. And I show up to complain because last year they, they said it was worth $1,200 when they wrote my tax bill. This year they said it was worth $3,000 when they wrote my tax bill. And I'm trying to figure out how a 1999 van more than doubles in value in a 12-month period. So I just go down there to ask those questions, and I was recording it with my cell phone. And the security officer, just, just, uh, he just lost it. I don't know where that comes from. I really don't. Security officer just lost it. And the next thing you know, I'm getting slammed up against the brick wall, and I'm having uh, uh, the cuffs put on, and I'm being hauled off. So uh, this is the way they treat the taxpayer anymore. I mean, we, we don't get treated with any respect. Uh, constitutional rights to be damned. Uh, it's all gone away from us, Steve O'Brien.
Oh, okay. I'm starting to see a pattern here. I think that's that music was Steve O'Brien leaving me. <laughs> okay, all right, I'll figure that out. We got some new stuff going on here. Anyway, that was Steve O'Brien with uh, Republic Radio, and he comes on every Sunday morning at 8 a.m., and they deal primarily with Texas independence and liberty issues. And Steve O'Brien's a good guy. He's worth a listen. If you got nothing to do early on Sunday morning, tune in, 8 o'clock. You, you can catch that before you go to church, you know. That's what I do. And, uh, you know, get, a, get in on the Steve O'Brien show. So, uh I forget where we were before that, but anyway, Susan Dantzler, uh we're, we're watching you. We care about you, and uh, and we want things to go well for you. Once again, go to the Rutherford.org, www.rutherford.org, and uh, you can donate there, and we'd appreciate it if you would because they are a liberty organization helping everybody with what they, what they do. Now, Rodney Pugh has checked in. He said, I left – a good-paying job in a federal agency because of their infractions of the Constitution. So anyway, all right, we're going to hit this break. We'll be right back on the Doc Green Show. Hashtag Amazing Doc Green Show. The Amazing Doc Green Show is on the air. Maintaining your home air conditioner is just as important as maintenance on your car. You don't know the big difference there's going to be until you've had the work done. I thought my system was working fine, but now it's better than ever. Galen Beattie did it for me, and he'll do it for you. Good servicing will not only keep your system performing well during the sweltering summers here in Houston, but it will save you money year after year. In my case, it cut my AC power consumption by 20%. Do what I did. Have Galen Beattie set up regular AC maintenance to cut your energy bill and prevent system failure at the worst time. And what's better than being comfortable and saving money? Whether you need a basic tune-up or it's time to put in a new super-efficient system, you should call BDAC, 281-222-9591. That's 281-222-9591 to schedule an AC system tune-up. BDAC and Heat. That's B-E-E-D-E-A-C and Heat.com. BDAC and Heat.com. I'm Gary Wilcox with Pet Floors of Houston. We specialize in luxury vinyl tile installations for your home or your office. We sell a high-performance floor that is perfect for anyone who has dogs or cats or is trying to get a floor that just looks beautiful without nearly the maintenance that other floors have. It's a heavy-duty commercial PVC product. It looks like wood or stone or tile. This is a floor choice that you find major retailers have in their stores or intimate cafe or even your fast food restaurant. The adhesive that we use is waterproof. The product is waterproof, and so therefore, you can use a bleach water solution, clean it right up, and you're back to normal. It doesn't hold any odor, it's realistic, it's hygienic, it's affordable, and there's no click, click, click noise on it when you walk on this floor. It's just amazing. We've been in this house for about eight years, and we've had some hardwood floors down. 
and it was really one of those things where they were looking worn and need to be refinished, and we were really looking for an alternative. We found Gary with Pep Force, and he came out and measured. The measurement process went very easily, and when it came to installation time, they came out here, did a fine job. The installers were great. The service has been great ever since. I love my new floors. They're great, extremely durable, and they just look beautiful. From a cleaning standpoint, from an overall care standpoint, you don't even have to think about what you're doing. It's, it's, there's no special care. It, it's really nice. We actually have a mobile showroom, so I can come out to your home or office at a time that's convenient for you, and I can show you the samples that would look right in your home. I can even help you make decisions and coach you through this. It's not like I've done this one or two times, but I've done it many, many times. So give me a phone call, and I'm happy to come out there. I do estimates for you right there on the spot, and it's all free of charge. Ted, Ted Floors of Houston, TedFloors.com. You just defended yourself with a gun. The police are called and you're potentially involved in a homicide, but it was self-defense. At this point, you are not in your right mind. No one ever is when they are in fear for their life and defend themselves. Anything you say can and will be used in a court of law, both civilly and criminally. Fortunately, you have selfdefensefund.com. We are the National Association for Legal Gun Defense, and we protect our members nationally in all 50 states, up to $1 million per incident per member. Let us do the talking for you and visit selfdefensefund.com. Any weapon, any state, any time. The doctor is in. The doctor is in, of course, and one of the things the doctor likes to do is occasionally like to play a little music for you. that band, if you can.
back in 1969, but that particular lineup appeared in 1970, and that is the lineup, in my opinion. That would have been Mill Galley on guitar, what a funky guitar player he is, and the bass player and the vocalist, Glenn Hughes, and the drummer, Dave Holland. Uh, they, they had a lot of other people in and out over a period of about 15 years, but uh, that was the band. I mean, uh, th- that, that lineup there, those guys were so tight, and as a bass player, I, I just, uh, I, I love it. And um, there's no question that they, there really is no equal. They did three albums. I'm going to play another cut from them probably a little bit later in the show today just because I love that band. And uh, let me see if anybody uh, let me see if anybody actually tumbled to that over here on Facebook. And uh, the call-in number, guys, is 932-1980. 800-932-1980. Hey, there's Babette. Babette's going to be on the show on Thursday, guys. I'm so looking forward to that. But uh, we like to we like to play a little good music here now and then. Nobody got it. All right, guys, that was the band Trapeze. That was the name of the band, Trapeze. I think you can still get their stuff on Amazon. You can go through the uh, uh, Amazon Marketplace, Raging Elephants Radio. You can get it. Uh, com, or you can just go right to Amazon and buy it if you want, whatever is easy. But if you go through the portal of Raging Elephants Radio, that's good too. And all you got to do is type that in through the search engine. It'll take you there. And you still get all of your goodies. If you're like me, you're an Amazon Prime member, and you get free shipping and all that stuff. Well, you get all of that. But uh, Trapeze, I wanted to talk to them a little bit just because they were such a great band. Now, what did Glenn Hughes do? Well, Glenn Hughes, after he did three albums with them, he ended up going to this other little-known band that most of you have never heard of called Deep Purple. And uh, he ended up being their singer. He wasn't their bass player. He just ended up singing for them because they had, for a while there, they didn't have Ian Gillen. And so uh, Glenn Hughes took over. And Glenn Hughes, as you just heard, is an amazing vocalist. That's why I'm going to play some of his stuff later because I want you to hear some more of Glenn Hughes' vocals. But that was a funky little tune. I want to thank my good buddy, Bill Lewandowski, Billy Blues, as he's otherwise known, up in Ohio, a swing state. And uh, I wanted to thank uh, thank him for turning me on to trapeze. But really, really good stuff. 
All right, uh, Wilbur Witt, come on into this place. What's going on with you? Well, nothing much. I'm in a real good mood today, Doc. I met with the uh, CPS investigator yesterday uh, and hashed this deal out, and I think my kids might be about halfway safe now. Man, you have been fighting with CPS for all of this time. And, I mean, what is it going to take to get CPS to leave you alone, for crying out loud? Well, have you seen that commercial where those people are in a spaceship because they're allergic to everything? Well, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's, uh, that, that, that's us. That's us. Uh, now, it's uh, <clears throat> got some inside. Uh, a lot of stuff I can't reveal in the air. But I did meet, and I can't even reveal his name. I don't want to uh, out him or anything. I met a special investigator. Ted Works contract for the department. Uh, yeah. It's a homicide detective. Yeah. Uh, professional. And he actually uh, treated everything like a homicide detective. Uh, mm-hmm. He debunked, in fact, he debunked the entire case, the, the whole thing. And, and the whole thing boiled down to uh, the kids had dirty clothes, is what it boiled down to. It was the whole thing. Oh. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty <laughs> serious thing there. Uh, yeah, kids got dirty clothes. No, no. Yeah, dirty clothes. <laughs> but uh, we uh, we talked about it. Uh, Pam came down. I can't discuss this. She came down for a heart stint uh, mm-hmm. while she was here. She put the kids in school for four days uh, to let her get rested up after the procedure. Then she boogied back up to Utah. <clears throat> One thing I was very vague, and I apologize to him if he's listening to the show, which he, by the way, he's a Texas nationalist. He's a real good guy. <laughs> that, uh, uh, my fave. Yeah, yeah, that's it right away. Yeah, um, I was very vague about the actual location of the children, and uh, what it was. Like Pam reminded me today, the business that we're in, Doc, you and I, and Rusty down the border, and all that. Um, it's not advisable to let everybody know where our grandchildren are at. You know, well, I'm designated you, as you, a public, you, you know, yeah, public you, figure. You, You've had to run your house like a like a CIA safe house for some period of time because you never know when these vultures for CPS are going to want to swoop in and grab up your kids because they're good looking kids yeah. and that's what CPS does. Yeah. That's exactly right. Uh, but uh, there was no big clandestine secret. Um, he called Pam. I said, "You got her number?" Yeah. He called her up. They had a brief conversation and everything was just roses. Uh, they obviously have lots of clothes. Uh, we had a fire down here, and they actually had all new clothes, which they always had anyway. Uh, the other the other thing was uh, they were poorly fed and didn't have any food. Now, my brother-in-law Wes is probably listening to this. I, I'm a I'm an old reprobate, you know, but uh, the rest of the family is uh, Temple Mormons. And for those of you that don't know what a Temple Mormon is, well, uh, they don't smoke, they don't drink anything but spring water, and they pray 12 times a day. And they have the walls of their house filled with food because they truly believe the Lord Jesus is going to come back soon, and it's their job to feed themselves and anyone who comes and needs assistance. Pam's house in uh, Utah has a pantry that is the wall, which is six feet thick, about 15 foot long, and it's solid food. And the Mormons, they make special food. They have like five gallons of instant potatoes. Mm-hmm. Made, the last, made the last 50 years. Uh, yeah. uh, dossier milk comes in a little carton. I know for a fact you can open that stuff and leave it out in the sun for a week. It will not spoil. So they're ready. So the kids are yeah. obvious, Dad. That's one of our problems with Puck is her being a diabetic. She sneaks down and she eats at night. 
You know, uh-huh. she knows where the food is. She gets in there and she goes after the oranges and cupcakes and everything else. But uh, anyway, well, food's not food. her problem. She's got plenty of food, but CPS uh, doesn't doesn't want to accept that. No, no, no. You're not. The other thing too is where they're at. Uh, the Utah system is a little bit different than what we have down here. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's all family oriented. Everybody knows everybody. Um, we're down here in Colleen. If a kid shows up with his hair messed up and his shoes untied, uh, they immediately call the state right away. Up there, they actually have volunteer old people who have combs and clean shirts and underwear, and they tie shoes, and they get the little kids ready for the day if they've had a rough night. or You know, they just don't have it. They don't worry about that stuff. It's their job to look after family and friends. So that's the way they do. Right. Uh, they also don't have... They don't have school crossing guards. Everybody's a volunteer. And if a, a volunteer can't make it, then his wife has to make it, or his kids have to make it, but somebody has to volunteer for that that corner. They all watch out each, after each other. So it's a, uh, I want my, well, the sad part is, like I, I told uh, the man, my grandchildren can never come back to Texas because Texas is not safe for children. It's just not safe. Um, I don't want to lose them, so... They were born and raised here, but they can never return home because of that. Well, I, you know, and I know that to be the truth. I mean, Wilbur, I, that's how I first came to know you, and now it's been uh, several years ago, but because CPS just never gets tired of trying to get your kids. And, of course, uh, you know, I've, I've gotten to meet Puck. I haven't met the twins, but I got to meet Puck, and she's a lovely young lady, by the way. And yet this, we're, we're talking about this. They're going after you, a guy who is really, your whole family is involved in taking care of these kids and making sure that they have every need met. And yet, uh, according to uh, reports here, Texas investigators, CPS, have failed to check on thousands of other at-risk children. So I'm wondering why they're not doing that so they're going after you. Well, and this will go against our brain a little bit. I do have one piece of information that's uh, uh The man told me that the main thing here was, it looked like Pam had had run out of state when I explained to him, no, she hadn't. And he said that within the department, there was a mandate because of the lost children. The orders came down from, uh, from Austin, more or less, uh, you're supposed to be the child protective services. You're losing children. Find the children or find the job. And, and, they're, and they're having children that are turning up dead in custody. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Alex Hill, Alex Hill, uh, the the horror stories go on and on and on and on. But I don't see a, I don't see the department changing radically in the near future. Uh, Not enough, well, just look at what I just said. I had a discussion with Pam this morning, and I don't want my children leaving Utah. I don't want them to come back to Texas because Texas is not child-friendly at all. Uh, well, it's just, I actually uh, covered a story here of some people that just happened to be camping in Texas, and uh, yeah. they, they fell ill, and CPS kidnapped their children, and, and they've never they've never seen their children since. See, that's and the thing. Uh, he asked, said, what? Well, why do people worry so much?" And I, I, I think that's the show up. Number one, uh, hold on, we got a, oh. a dead guy going by. They're coming for <laughs> I was you. I live in Toledo. Okay. <laughs> All right, anyway. Uh, <laughs> I found out where Wilbur uh, is. That's what those sirens are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
anyway, uh, like I said, the, the idea, and I'm just old school, but the idea of someone knocking on your door and interfering with your family, uh, getting in there and they want to see your kids and they want to question them alone and they want to know this and they want to know they're in your personal space. Oh, fire truck is a good one. There's personal space with your children. Yeah. So naturally, you're on the defensive. And just like what happened to that couple that was passing through the state of Texas, it's, you're very aware that at the twinkle of an eye, you can never see your grandchildren again. Yeah. Ever. It can happen. Uh, now, in, in any other uh, same situation, if someone was to kick in your door and, and try to grab your child, you would shoot them. But yeah. you're, you're bound. You're bound by the law, and you're bound by this, and you're bound by that. But uh, I'm very happy this morning the children are safe. That's the main thing. You wouldn't believe, and I don't, I don't put this out very much, the um, immense amount of stress when you think that you just got the last hug, the last kiss. You'll never see them again. They'll be put uh, with a pedophile, or, or, or they, they, won't, they won't take care of Puck's blood sugar. Or the twins are a little bit too rowdy, so they beat them with belts. And all these things go through your mind. Go through your mind. Uh, when you really think that's over, it's, it's a great relief. It's a great relief. Well, I, uh, I'm i really glad that your kids are safe. And, of course, uh, Puck, I mean, she's just a little cutie. We're glad to hear that. And I'm sorry that you're still having to deal with CPS. We, You know, it's kind of like the uh, tomorrow. I'm going to have my son on here, and, and we're going to talk about his dealings with the FBI and the IRS for the first time now that he's finally free of all of the entanglements. Once again, they're going after the wrong people, Wilbur. They're not, they're, you know, we've, we've got uh, thousands of Texas children that have never had a visit from CPS, even though uh, abuse has been reported. And you, they, they, uh, they're not happy if they're not showing up at your place every 90 days. Exactly, exactly. I think that the best summary of the whole thing is the children have become so accustomed to this uh, when they got up there, uh, and I didn't lie to the investigator. I actually didn't know their actual location several times. We have mm-hmm. several places around the country, uh, from California to Corpus Christi, that the children can be at. Yeah. Primarily, they're in Utah. Uh, that's where the main house is now. But I never really know. But I was talking to Puck after she made her trip home. And I said, are you doing okay? She said, yeah, Grandpa, Papa, sure I am. Uh, well, you, how do you like the way things are going? Well, they run the butt out of Texas again. I said, they did, yeah, they run my butt out of Texas again. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, when she grows up, the story she's going to tell. She's yeah. writing a book. Did you know that? Oh, oh well, that will be wonderful, I, because Puck yeah. is very intelligent. If she's writing a book, I think somebody's going to enjoy reading it. She comes from good genes. The Prayer Under the Stairs. The last foster home she was in, the woman would lock her under the stairs and wouldn't feed her. And she would pray, and the angel would come and keep her from going into a diabetic coma until she got out. So she wrote a book called The Prayer Under the Stairs. Oh, man. That's going to be something. Oh, well, guys, you can read Wilbur Witt's stuff. Uh, uh, Where's the best place to get it? I just posted a link on my Facebook page where they can uh, see your Facebook or where they can go and buy your book on Amazon. But where's the best place for them to get your daily musings, Wilbur? Um, I would go to Simple Old Boy from from Austin at Blogspot, Uh, Wilbur Witt at Blogspot, 
WordPress, um, Weird Wilbur, and WordPress. And actually, the, the uh, Tea Party Tribune, I run there every day. Um, yeah, and, and your uh, Doc Green's amazing Doc Green Facebook page, uh, he gets the first uh, the first stuff, and he gets all the exclusives. I like when I, I did the Joe Bonet thing the other day. Uh, <laughs> I put it up there. Yeah. Well, I, I, I about fell out of my chair, Wilbur. <laughs> well, I, I, figured, hey, I figured that out. I figured that one out. It was so simple. Those, uh, after I figured out how stupid those cops were up there, I felt so served and protected. I really did. And we made damn sure fuck still had people around and watching her. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I, I'll tell you what. It's good stuff. Wilbur, thanks for calling in. I do appreciate it. I've got uh, also Rodney Pugh on the line. We wanted to get to him. And uh, are you there, Rod? I am. So, Rodney Pugh, I've been watching you in the chat room for a while. You look like a very interesting fellow. Introduce yourself to the <laughs> listeners of the Amazing Doc Green Show. Well, let's see. How do I introduce myself? I'm the guy that you never want to meet in a lit alley or a dark one. <laughs> uh, how do I put this? Uh, I worked for the a couple of the alphabet uh, agencies, two of them to be exact. And um, I'm sure Doc knows what that means. Yes, indeed. I haven't um, worked for those agencies, as a matter of fact. So uh, you did mention uh, earlier in the chat room that uh, you kind of got concerned about their abuses of the Constitution, and this caused you to uh, want to do something else. Yeah. What happened is that over the years, the academy that we had to go through on the training training session um, were always – the classes on the academy were getting smaller and smaller and smaller, and then they got to the point where – uh, the last time I went to one, it was like a half hour, and it said, okay, this is the Constitution, this is what it means, and this is how we interpret it, and you can kind of use it as a rule of thumb. And it was like, okay. Yeah. A 30-minute class. A 30-minute class, and it used to be a two-week class. And you went into it very heavily. Back in the 70s, you went into it very, very heavily. And you had to know the ins and outs of the Constitution because it was a very, um, I mean, it was the meaning of, of life, so to speak. Well, it used to be uh, the Constitution, and particularly the first 10 amendments of the Constitution, uh, which represent God-given rights that the government must never encroach on, that they must treat as sacred. That was the way the Constitution was originally envisioned, and it it issued to the government 18 specific powers that it had, and that anything else they could not do. Those rights were reserved to the state or to the people of that state. Um, And Rodney Pugh, you you see the government going away from this. Oh, yeah. And it started to actually move away back in, uh, it started backing out of it 
I say, in about the mid-80s, uh, when they started really backing away. And um, even though people don't realize it, is that we paid for a hostage in Iran to be released. Most people don't know that, but we actually did pay for them to get released. We just paid the Germans, the Germans paid the Iranians. So it was a little quieter and quite sneaky the way it was done. Well, I think that's, that obvious happened. To, uh, that's obvious to any thinking persons, but... Uh, and most people aren't thinking. I hate to say that, but they're really not. They just think that Reagan came into office, the Iranians were scared of him, and the hostages were released. But if, if you think about it, the hostages were actually released before he came into office. You know, but people don't really realize that, how it works. The timetable is just off, just enough. Yeah. And if you think about it, how did it work? But that's how how it worked. We gave them a loan, and they paid their, uh, their earnings for it. But it started to change, and then after Reagan was shot, he his thinking started changing just a bit. I don't say he went out of his mind, but, you know, his thinking started changing. And the government changed altogether from him on. And Carter was the worst president we ever had, I thought, until the current one. Clinton <laughs> <laughs> yeah. was a no joy to work for. But they started changing. The Democratic president started changing everything to where they were making small changes in how law enforcement would do their jobs. And most people never saw it because it, it, it involved bathroom session uh, meetings. It didn't come forward really until uh, recently because, you know, the timetable has been accelerated, let's say. Mm. But there is a timetable to all of this. I know people sound crazy. And the best way to make your enemy sound like an idiot is to make him sound like an idiot. <laughs> but, Which you know, is probably the best way is easy enough to do. It is. But if you learn to, in, in Chairman Mao, Hitler, Stalin, all of them said the first thing you want to do when you take over a country is to take over the radio stations or the media, I should say, to broadcast your point of view only. Well, that's uh, um, what we've done here in the United States. I mean, this right now we've exactly. got a press going on against Donald Trump. It's on every platform. It doesn't matter if it's a comedy show, a sitcom, whatever. Uh Whatever. Press to kill Donald Trump and uh, Fox News. Even Fox is News is doing it now, <laughs> but even they have a part. We're going to hit is, this break. Yeah, we'll be right exactly. back with Rodney Pugh, and uh, he's calling in from Nevada. And don't go away on the Doc Green Show.
message from Vita Scientific. If you have high blood sugar or type 2 diabetes, these are serious medical issues that require immediate attention. Did you know that it's possible to actually reverse high blood sugar and diabetes by using simple, natural products proven to balance your blood sugar? It's time to do what I did. Take control of your life. Vita Scientific's clinically tested formula will help you to feel healthy and energetic. These breakthrough supplements, along with small changes in your diet and exercise plan, may be the answer you've been looking for to set you on the path to optimal health. These products will not interfere with your current medical treatments, so start getting excited about feeling great again. Please visit VitaScientific.com or call Vita Scientific at 210-520-8432. That's 210-520-8432 to learn more. Tell them Doc Green sent you and get 50% off your first order. Call now. TV and radio are great mediums for mass instruction, but for those times when you just want to hold something in your hands, there is the damn good times. I still love the newspaper, but I'm tired of the liberal bias. That's why I reach for the damn good times. Always full of interesting stories and great information, and you can have it delivered to your doorstep by calling 281-332-5710 or sending an email to news at thedamngoodtimes.com. Just $50 a year will get a full subscription. It's a great gift for all the patriots you know. Do it now. Maintaining your home air conditioner is just as important as maintenance on your car. You don't know the big difference there's going to be until you've had the work done. I thought my system was working fine, but now it's better than ever. Galen Beatty did it for me, and he'll do it for you. Good servicing will not only keep your system performing well during the sweltering summers here in Houston, but it will save you money year after year. In my case, it cut my AC power consumption by 20%. Do what I did. Have Galen Beatty set up regular AC maintenance to cut your energy bill and prevent system failure at the worst time. And what's better than being comfortable and saving money? Whether you need a basic tune-up or it's time to put in a new super-efficient system, you should call BDAC, 281-222-9591. That's 281-222-9591 to schedule an AC system tune-up. BDAC and Heat. That's B-E-E-D-E-A-C and Heat.com. BDAC and Heat.com. You've just defended yourself with a gun. The police are called, and you're potentially involved in a homicide. But it was self-defense. At this point, you are not in your right mind. No one ever is when they are in fear for their life and defend themselves. Anything you say can and will be used in a court of law, both civilly and criminally. Fortunately, you have SelfDefenseFund.com. We are the National Association for Legal Gun Defense, and we protect our members nationally in all 50 states, up to $1 million per incident per member. Let us do the talking for you and visit SelfDefenseFund.com. Any weapon, any state, any time. The doctor is in. And the doctor is back. And we got Rod Pugh on here. He's a uh, former uh, member of an alphabet agency. And we're talking a little bit about the erosion of our rights uh, with uh, government agencies. And uh, we'll pick up where we left off there, Rod Pugh. Okay. So, like I said, I can't see any questions or what the people are saying at the moment. I don't have that capability. I showed everything down. But uh, this is actually what's going on is actually part of the, the government has been 
systematically doing this uh, to force. Well, let me bring uh, one other piece of people. information that a lot of people probably don't know. Dr. Michael Savage, okay. formerly the third largest talk show host in America, his show was cut I off remember. at mid-show because he was talking about Hillary's health. Middle of the show, they pulled the plug, so that's <laughs> what you've done. Now, I don't suppose there's any oh, sense yeah, going yeah. on in America, is there? Oh, no. Oh, no. But speaking of censorship, how do you like the fact that all of our Internet now goes through the U.N.? Well, did you realize that? <laughs> uh, there's a uh, there's a song. It was written by a band. There's a song written by a band called Steely Dan. Uh, the name of the tune is Dirty Work. And there's a line in the song that says, "I foresee terrible trouble, but I stay here just the same." Mm-hmm. Is that not where we are in America today? Oh yeah, they're they're making stuff behind the behind. This president was supposed to be the most transparent president ever, but yet he's doing all this stuff. Behind closed doors, and if you don't know where to look, you'll never find it. But everything's done that the American people will never find out for years if they ever well, do. They, indeed, uh, the American people are likely to never find out because Rodney Pugh, I've also got another story here I was going to get to where uh, they'd uh, requested the information on uh, Whitewater. Uh, Hillary was was uh, going to be indicted in Whitewater, and then uh, the powers that be intervened to stop that from happening. But there are reams of papers that were written on that case where Hillary Clinton was involved in a scam down in Arkansas, where people were killed uh, down in Arkansas, and somebody's asked uh, to see that information, and uh, now they're declining to release it. Uh, they're saying it's a privacy issue. We can't we can't release this stuff on Hillary because. Well, our privacy is at stake, and so uh, right. so it's just going away. I mean, uh, for crying out yeah, loud, her stuff is being done. But yet she was indicted along with Reed on the Bundy Ranch issue here in Nevada. Did you know that? I did not. I did not hear that she was indicted. I know that Harry Reed, of course, was involved in that, and. Uh, Harry Reid and his son, and of course, what they're trying to do was take over that ranch land and hand it over to the Chinese, right, for a bigger uh, resort for they that, want. Yeah, that that didn't happen, by the way, and and uh, but it, no, it's it not didn't. reported anywhere. Hillary also Clinton has those marshals were not marshals. Hillary Clinton is dirty to the core. I mean, the woman's soul is... That's an understatement. And everything she's touched has fallen apart. She does not have a clean track record. She does not have a a track record of success in anything. If you follow her record, everything has fallen apart, and it's been crooked from day one. Well, Clinton was accusing in the last debate, she was accusing accusing Donald Trump of having things that he wanted to hide, and yet she will not bring out these records of her past, uh, you know, uh, her her shady legal past, and uh, the potential indictment during Whitewater, and the judge said that uh, the public does does not have uh, any interest in uh, Hillary's private dealings. Isn't it important to know who it is? Hillary said, we have to know whether or not, uh, wait a minute, maybe it was the 
maybe it was Hillary's man, uh, uh, Lester the Molester, that said that uh, people need to know, you know, whether or not their their president's going to be beholden to anybody. Acting like Hillary is an innocent bystander and Donald Trump is the bad guy. And this is what ticks me off, Rodney Pugh, about these guys, is all of these Democrat and, and yes, even Republican uh, governmental operators, they all come out and talk about how bad everything is, like they're an innocent bystander, when in the case of Hillary, she's been there for 30 years. Right. They, they, they make the laws, they do the things, and they make it sound like we're the ones that did it. But, it's just wrong. I mean, they just act like that. They have to do with it. There, there are a lot of indictments waiting after the elections. Let me put it that way. So it's going to be very, very interesting as to what happens after the elections. Now, here's the thing I found interesting for the elections too: is that did you are you aware that in the procession party that there's going to be a uh, anywhere from 1,000 to 5,000 Soviet troops march, marching in the in the parade. Well, you know, I have heard him. lots of things about that, and quite frankly, I've never had a chance to really substantiate some of them. But yes, well, I, I have heard. I've heard. Yeah, I read it in Pravda. I read it in the German paper, and I read it in the British paper. So, a little more credit. So we'll see if it actually happens. Some people, some people have said that this is part of the plan is to purge the American military of uh, anybody that might potentially be a patriot and uh, and replace them with uh, foreign nationals that, of course, would be getting a paycheck and would do what they were told. Oh, see, years ago, the military didn't. About every five years, the military does a check on who's completely loyal to the uh, country, so to speak. I'll put it that way rather than another way I should put it. And when they came out with it in 1980, they said that only 5% of the military would even think about turning against the country. Mm -hmm. Today, it would be about 10% who would stay loyal to the uh, commanding officer. I don't know if I put that right, if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, I, uh, go, go ahead and elucidate on that a little bit. What it means is that when you swear an oath in the military, like I did and many other people have, is you swear an oath to the country, literally to the country. Mm -hmm. Now, when you come into the service, you still swear an oath to the country, but after you do that, you're indoctrinated uh, to the point where you swear an oath to a certain uh, person in line, uh, well, you swear an oath to the president, not necessarily an oath to him, but you, you're indoctrinated to that is the person who you're protecting. That well, is the person I, who you, know, I, you I follow. I believe that the uh, CIA, for instance, 
and probably I don't know about the Secret Service, but I know the CIA used to their oath used to uh, be to serve the President of the United States. They did not swear an oath to the Constitution of the United States. Whereas I, as a as a soldier, I swore an oath to defend the Constitution of the United States. Right, and the CIA has changed quite a bit now, and they did that under uh, uh, Carter to Reagan. Mm-hmm. And that's the funniest thing to see, because Carter told the CIA, and I can say this because I was in the office when it happened, Carter told the CIA he wanted them to back off from what was going on. He didn't really want uh, that, that monthly briefing. Excuse me, I have no idea where that came from. I apologize. <laughs> Let me find it, and I'll kill it here in a second. We'll be back to finish up with Rodney Pugh. Maybe it's the NSA. I don't know. <laughs> Who can know? Did someone tell us to quit? Because I keep hearing unique things on my phone, too. But they, they, he told the CIA he didn't want that at Monday briefing as much as to be as inter- detailed as it normally was. Yeah. So he kind of told them to quiet down. When Reagan came into office on that first Monday briefing, I was just in the background, but the CIA director and number two were, you know, at the table. And he said, Reagan came to them and said, how long will it take you to get up to speed? The director put the briefcase on the table and he said, sir, we're the CIA. We don't answer to anybody. Really? Yeah. (laughs) They may have gotten an order from the president, but they didn't follow it. Wow. So they had to do what they wanted to do, as well as NSA, DOD, many other intelligence agencies that we have. We actually have like 22 different intelligence agencies. My goodness. Well, that's worse than I thought. Part of the Homeland Security. (laughs) Man. Yeah. So so the ones we hear about, the NSA, the CIA, uh, the FBI... Uh, those are those are the ones that come to mind immediately, and and you said there are twenty two right. different ones. Twenty two all together, and they're not. And so the NSA, CIA, and these others are not the bad guys. There's some others that are much more, much more, um, oh, not nice. I'll put it that well, way. You know, uh, my sidekick at Raging Elephants Radio, uh, Scott Ford, uh, was former FBI and uh, former CIA contractor, and he said that he left government service because uh, he w- he they wanted him to go to the NSA, and when he started seeing what the NSA was doing, he said, I can't be a part of this. So he said, this stuff's criminal. Eventually, somebody's going to go to jail. Yeah, and that so was my second agency. He walked away from a six-figure job to, you know, uh, at that point, to teach college because he said it's you know it's just not worth it. And that was my second job to go to with the NSA. And and, and, like uh, said, they just went did, you they did you find they were <laughs> yeah, violating they they the, so the Constitution? Oh heavens, yes. Wow. 
They did what they felt like. They wanted to do what they thought was right in their opinion. And it well, was their opinion. That the farther you get away from the Constitution, the less likely you are to be on, on good, solid ground. I, I believe the Constitution was written by uh, some absolute geniuses. And, you you know, you, you err greatly if you stray from that. Well, Rodney, yes, you but they're my men who don't think that they're going to need the Constitution ever again. So we'll just oh. let it go at that right now. Oh my God! Well, Rodney Pugh, I can I assume that you are not supporting Hillary in the next election. Who's she? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that answers that question. Uh-huh. All right, guys, I'm going to hit this break. We're going to be right back, finish up the show. Rodney, thank you for joining in today on the, on the, uh, on the Amazing Doctor. that. We're going to hear from you again. Uh, I know you got some good stories that should be told. So, uh, oh, i got more things you got to hear about. So, anyway, i got to play this tune for you guys uh, for a, for a uh, pick back up with my last story. Once again, from the band Trapeze, a British band formed back in the uh, early 70s, late 60s. Bill Galley, Glenn Hughes, Dave Holland.
guys being part of the show today and uh that was uh that was out of my library hey i see brenda's over there in the chat room on youtube and uh, there's a big freedom texas meeting tonight in claiborne it's going to be there about seven o'clock and i believe this is the one where uh going to have the author of the fall of the western empire marvin tyson going to be speaking so if you're up there anywhere in the cleburne area anywhere in the decatur area i think the meeting's actually in decatur you're going to want to stop by you're going to want to uh, get over there and hear that it's going to be a lot of fun you're going to get to hear a great author speak uh following a lot of the problems we've had here with the cops in texas indeed the cops all around first of all i recommend everybody watch chris rock's video how not to get your ass kicked by the police but um Several various high-profile and fatal encounters between police officers and civilians. Legislators are now exploring how to have Texas schools teach students how to comply when they're stopped by law enforcement. The proposal would include updates to the state driver handbook and education curriculum, which would advise drivers on how to bow down and kiss the glove properly when you're stopped by a road pirate. The directions are as followed. Move to the side of the road. Turn off the car. Stay inside. Keep your mouth shut. Follow the officer's instructions. Bow down and kiss the glove. Do not say anything objectionable. Do not make any sudden moves. Tell your passengers to also bow down and kiss the glove. All right, I'm paraphrasing this just a little bit, guys. But let's face it, I'm fed up with road pirates. We have to have law enforcement. We need law and order. I want law and order. Donald Trump is a law and order candidate. But I'm sick and tired of cops that lay in wait and hide off the side of the road, hoping to catch some guy that's going to work every day to try to make a living to try to pay his his taxes. And, uh, and they're making it more difficult for you. What they should be doing is going out and trying to solve more crimes. Because sure and certain punishment is the best deterrent for crime. If a guy knows that, man, if I rape that guy, if I rape that gal, uh, I'm going to go to prison for a very long time where I'll be somebody's girlfriend. 
If they knew this was going to happen and they knew that it was certain that it would happen within weeks, not months, that would eliminate a lot of crime right there. Drunk driving? Yeah, drunk driving's a real problem. I, I kind of consider drunk driving as premeditated murder, if you want to know. That's, that's my personal take on it. So if you get somebody who's obviously driving drunk uh, and he fails his blood alcohol test, certainly that guy should go to jail. No question about it. But most of the traffic infractions, the statutory failures that you make are illegal, unconstitutional, and do not contribute to driver safety. Speed limits, for instance. Speed limits are, uh, well, they're overbearing here in Texas. They're a little bit out of control. We should not have those speed limits, particularly out in West Texas. There should be no speed limit on I-10 out in West Texas. For crying out loud, I mean, there's nothing out there but cactus and, and blacktop pretty much. I mean, that's it. There should be no speed limit out there. The very fact that you've got road pirates are going to pull you over for driving 110 out there on those uh, uh, miles-long expanses where there's nobody but you and the cop is ridiculous. It costs a lot of money. A lot of people are not aware of how much money it costs you in commerce when a truck driver has to drive 55. Forget the gas savings. We've got so much oil, we could not possibly use it all if we went full tilt boogie on it. So the whole idea that we have to have 55-mile-an-hour speed limit to conserve energy is ridiculous on its face. We are going to have new types of energy. We may have atomic electric cars pretty soon. You realize that uh, a car could drive virtually forever on a very small piece of plutonium? Could happen. May happen. If we'd get out of the way of business and let business produce the way that they could, we could have these things. Instead, we've got people like Hillary Clinton and other Democrats who we continue to put in office and put roadblocks out there to make sure that nobody has anything, to make sure it's so expensive to be in business that uh, nobody, nobody wants to join the, uh, the ranks of businessmen. So the time has come for us to turn the tables on that. Guys, the Doc Green Show is over. I am out of here. God bless you. God bless Texas. Most of all, Texans bless God. The amazing Doc Green Show is on the air. The political, religious, and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement. Who 
prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, and Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. You just defended yourself with a gun. The police are called and you're potentially involved in a homicide, but it was self-defense. At this point, you are not in your right mind. No one ever is when they are in fear for their life and defend themselves. Anything you say can and will be used in a court of law, both civilly and criminally. Fortunately, you have SelfDefenseFund.com. We are the National Association for Legal Gun Defense, and we protect our members nationally in all 50 states, up to $1 million per incident per member. Let us do the talking for you and visit SelfDefenseFund.com. Any weapon, any state, any time. TV and radio are great mediums for mass instruction, but for those times when you just want to hold something in your hands, there is the damn good times. I still love the newspaper, but I'm tired of the liberal bias. That's why I reach for the damn good times. Always full of interesting stories and great information, and you can have it delivered to your doorstep by calling 281-332-5710 or sending an email to news at thedamngoodtimes.com. Just $50 a year will get a full subscription. It's a great gift for all the patriots you know. Do it now. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. just defended yourself with a gun. The police are called and you're potentially involved in a homicide, but it was self-defense. At this point, you are not manipulated. It is manipulated. By any means, it's manipulated. Today is a classic example 
of what I believe is true manipulation. And what they do is they release all these news reports and and different uh, uh, market reports and, and conversations and statements from various heads of states, uh, from Christine Lagarde, uh, from from the uh, new prime minister out of England, and 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 it all works together. And I think this is one reason. Maybe several reasons if you if you view the the um, announcements and comments from everyone uh gold is down forty two bucks right now in the aftermarket at twelve hundred and sixty nine dollars down forty two at twelve hundred and sixty nine silver was down almost a full dollar down five percent at seventeen ninety three Platinum was down 19 at 990. Palladium was down 15 at 701. And yesterday, they really did hit the white metal markets. Uh, Platinum and palladium were hit hard yesterday and coming in again. And I just don't think gold could uh, keep its level that it's had. We'll talk about some of those comments coming from the Fed, Christine Lagarde, the meeting in Washington beginning October 7th. And... You know, again, it's the same thing. Big meetings of uh, global heads of state uh, to talk about, uh, you know, what's happening over here, the possibilities of trade, um, and their little global network being challenged. They don't like it, and um, this is all part of it. Gold is very much a big part of that system. You have the U.S. dollar today with increased 0.37 at 96.12. Crude oil was down 0.19 at 48.62. And let's see what the paper markets did today. There were some pressures. They came back um, at the end. They, they weren't as strong as we saw earlier in the day. You had the Dow down 85, coming off some triple digits at 18,168. The NASDAQ was down 11 at 52.89. The S&P was down 10 at 21.50. Um 10-year yield that continues to uh, climb, 1.68.06. A little pressure on the euro, 112, down 0.03. That didn't drop as much as it should have, considering the dollar was up as much as it was. So, again... And this uh, gold had, uh, this has uh, plunged uh, the most in almost three years. We fell below the 1300 mark, and this is the first time since June. And um, and this was all based, all the reports that you're going to hear is going to be based on the Fed is ready to boost interest rates soon. I don't say when or, or whatever. Uh, one of the head uh, Federal Reserve um, presidents um, said that uh, the environment that we are in, the expectations of a rate hike is coming. Uh, we have very little signs of inflation and um, so these are the things that uh, seem to view negative for gold. Uh, but you have to remember, in December of last year, they raised the rate a quarter point, and uh, we're up 24, 30% for the year. And, I mean, we're still up. What are we still up? About 19%. Still up 19%? Yeah. Uh, let me see here if you're correct. Yes, you are. Closer to 20 but so, yeah, we're still, that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good year. So you can't, 
look at these numbers and saying that the game is over. You had the pound that tumbled to its lowest level in three decades. Um, and this is they're going back to the concerns about Brexit uh, that is going to restrict access to the European Union's single market. And uh, Prime Minister Theresa May said uh, uh, to take the view that financial services would get no special favors in the European Union exit talks. So you had most emerging market currencies retreated. Uh, The South Africans ran, probably fell the most today. Um, So again, it's... um, you know, it's currencies, it's manipulation, and this is a classic example today, I believe. Well, fundamentals are fundamentals. Fundamentals are still there. And if the price of gold has changed, the fundamentals have not. Correct. One of the fundamentals is the national debt, which on last Friday, at the end of the fiscal 2016, um, the official national debt was $19,573 trillion. Four hundred and forty-four million, nineteen trillion five hundred seventy-three billion, four hundred and forty-four million seven hundred thirteen thousand nine hundred thirty-six dollars and seventy-nine cents. So we can say twenty trillion just for sport. But here's the thing that amuses me about this: they've got the national debt down to the seventy-nine cents, all right, down to the penny. You know what the national debt is? And yet the Pentagon allegedly lost six or seven trillion dollars, and they have no idea where it is. How is it that you can track the national debt to the penny, and you can lose track of six or seven trillion dollars from the Pentagon over a period of several a number of years? It points out that this is an increase. This year's increase is one trillion four hundred billion dollars more than what we had at the mm-hmm. at the end of last year, the twenty fifteen fiscal year. The debt amounts to roughly seven and a half percent of the entire US economy. And we're talking we're not we're not talking about the total national debt. We're just talking about the increase, the deficit for twenty sixteen is about seven and a half percent of the United of the entire United States economy. That annual debt increase has been it it works out to twelve thousand dollars for every American household. From my perspective, that debt, that deficit translates into a $12,000 subsidy for every American household. Uh, In fact, the 2016 fiscal year had the third largest increase in government debt in U.S. history. The only two previous times in which the debt increased more than in 2016, fiscal 2016, were during the financial crisis of 2007 through 2009. But there was no financial crisis in 2016. At least that's what they have us believe. All right? So they're saying, what's going on here in part? And what I'm saying, yeah, we have not had an obvious financial crisis. But I'm speculating that what we're seeing may be the result of the fact that 2016 was a presidential election year. And somebody decided, in order to get the incumbents reelected, we must have a strong economy. They have, in my opinion, and it may be an exaggeration, but it's at least partially true, they have subsidized our economy to the tune of $12,000 per household with the additional deficit spending of this, of this past year. Now, it may not be true that the entire $12,000 worked out to be a subsidy, but I believe much of it, most of it, did. 
where would your household be right now if it was $12,000 deeper in debt? Where would mine? Where would everyone else's? Um, I think this debt, this deficit for the year for 2016, is evidence of how desperate they are to try to hold this country together or hold this economy together. And I think I'm only speculating, but I think a primary reason, perhaps the primary reason, is that this is a presidential election year and they wanted to reelect incumbents. Now, assuming, let's speculate and suppose that I'm correct. Well, that's always been true, Al. In election years, they always well, I understand hold it that. together. I understand. Yeah. It's, not, it's not news, but it's something worth considering. Because assuming it was correct that much of the reason for the third biggest annual deficit in, uh, in American history uh, had to do with a presidential election year, this year being presidential election, assuming that were true, what's going to happen after the election is over? What's going to happen in the first quarter of next year, or maybe the second quarter of next year? Will the amount of money that the government is borrowing and going into debt, will it be significantly reduced, or will they continue to go further and further into debt? And can they go much further into debt? The creditors finally say, that's it, we're cutting you off, Charlie. You understand? We don't think you can make the payments, and therefore we're going to... Stop lending you money. We are in a strange situation. The total national debt, which is again almost twenty trillion right now, that's the official national debt. Again, Walter or John Williams at shadowstats.com, he says it's closer to a hundred trillion dollars. The Congressional Budget Office and the economist Lawrence Kotlikoff has said it's the total national debt, including unfunded liabilities, is over two hundred trillion dollars. Um the official national debt translates into $165,000 per household. That's not, that's not the, the debt that's been incurred in the last 12 months, but it's the, your, share, your fair share, each household's fair share of the, the total national debt, $165,000 per household. Where do you suppose your household would be if it had to pay $165,000 fair share of the national debt? Do you have an extra 165000 to pay Uncle Sam and or his creditors? Right? And the answer is, for most people, the answer is no. And the next question is, how much longer can government continue to keep the U.S. on life support with what translate into this last year? We've had $1.4 trillion in deficit spending. That translates into a little more than $100 billion per month. Right. How long, much longer can government continue to keep the U.S. on life support with $100, with $100 billion uh, subsidies each month? Where will the economy go once the annual deficit uh, and arguably subsidy is reduced? Are we headed directly into recession? Are we headed for a depression? Is the $1.4 trillion annual subsidy for, the, for, for A.D. 2016 largely based on government's determination to support the economy during the election year? If it is, what, again, what's going to happen to that subsidy once the election is over? Can we expect the subsidy to dry up significantly by the first quarter or second quarter of next year? What happens to the economy when the government stops borrowing to stop to subsidize the economy? And the answer, in my opinion, is that the economy tanks. 
the implication is that Sosa is that the U.S. economy is not running on its own strength. All right, people have claimed, oh, we're having some kind of recovery. Things are better. Yeah, there's some evidence of that. But my standard of living would be also much improved if someone would lend me $1.4 trillion. You know, my circumstances would improve. Everybody said, wow, is Al ever doing great? Did you see the new cars and the house and all the rest of he's got? Well, is Al doing great because he's actually earning money, or is Al doing great because he had was able to borrow for a small fortune? The government's $1.4 trillion in deficit spending this last year is, to some extent, creating the illusion that this economy is strong. Without that $1.4 trillion, what would have happened to the government? What would have happened, excuse me, to the economy? We'd probably be in an absolutely overt recession, which I think we are anyway, and maybe a depression. So we're on life support from my perspective. And what happens when, if the borrowing stops, uh, the, what happens if the borrowing stops? The answer is, so will the U.S. economy, or at least slow dramatically. So that's one of the fundamentals that you look at and you say, hmm, where do you want to be? Where do you want to store your wealth? I mean, we can see, you look at this, and it's one of the fundamentals. Tell us we're headed for big trouble. And if we're headed for big trouble, what's the go-to safety haven of safety? And still, it's gold, 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 gold. Silver to a lesser extent, but gold. Um, so, go ahead. Well, you know, you know, you t- and you're right. I mean, one point trillion dollars in annual, it is. It is quantitative easing. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, these low interest rates is quantitative easing. Mm-hmm. It's keeping the system going and so forth. They're not going to stop it, folks. It's going. You know, they're gonna. They're. I believe they're gonna continue to print and do whatever's necessary till their last breath. But I the agree. question is, how close is that last breath? And, uh, you know, we talk about, and you're right, Al, the $1.4 trillion annual subsidy, but, hey, we're talking also almost probably over $11 trillion since 2008. What yep. happens when $11 trillion? Somebody might say, oh, well, $1.4, you know, that's not too bad. Well, how about $11 trillion, you know, over the, since uh, 2008? They've I doubled mean, so, the national debt in the, yes. during the Obama administration. Doubled it. All right. And it, and it can't has get... to tell you that the economy is messed up. It is weak. Otherwise, it would not have been necessary to double the national debt. They could have increased taxes if the economy was strong and paid for whatever they thought they had to pay for. They couldn't increase taxes. They had to borrow the money in order to keep this thing alive. It is like weekend at Bernie's right now. And they're actually borrowing to pay the interest. If we didn't have to borrow to pay the interest, you'd also see our infrastructure wouldn't be crumbling. You know, we, we'd have better roads. We'd have better bridges. We'd have better airports. Now, both candidates are looking to, you know, repair our infrastructure with what? There's nothing there. No, no. It's going to have to be money created. And I don't care how much tax cuts you do. I mean, it's all the only to way help. to work your way out of this. When you say money created, I would I'd say currency created. You can't create money. Money is gold and silver. You can't create it. You can coin it, but you can't create well, it. You can mine it. You can find it, but you can't create it. It's created by God. Yeah. The currency is what can be created. But how are they going to do it? Will the Federal Reserve 
Will the Federal Reserve continue to accept more U.S. Treasury notes, U.S. bonds, in payment for another couple of trillion dollars worth of Federal Reserve notes? The Federal Reserve doesn't want to take any more government bonds. They may take more, but they don't want any more. They've had enough. They don't think they're worth anything. They don't think they're going to collect anything. They think it puts the Federal Reserve system itself in some jeopardy. They know they're not going to be paid. I mean, the debt can't be paid. It's not going to be paid. And the most they can do right now is try to pay the interest. Because if they can pay the interest, they can maintain the illusion that they that the underlying bonds are still performing, and therefore they are still valuable, and that the principal will one day be paid. But the truth of the matter is, principal's not going to be paid, can't be paid, too big to be paid. Right? And now, if we are borrowing money to pay the interest, we are very near to the end of the line. Once they can't pay the interest, this whole thing goes right down the crapper. Right? And if it goes... What do you want? A handful of Confederate dollars, a handful of Federal Reserve notes, or a handful of gold coins? We're going to take a break for a couple of commercials. Melody and I will be back on financial survival in just a moment. Please stay tuned. vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Since the beginning of the United States, kings have sought it, nations have fought for it. It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now.
with Melody Cedarstrom on Financial Survival, brought to you by Discount Gold and Silver. 1-800-375-4188. What's next, Melody? I just wanted to let the listeners, you can't get discouraged because the price has dropped. To me, I'm thankful. I'm thankful that at least you all can save some money in your purchases of gold and silver. And it does give us another day to prepare. And yes, I know people might say, well, that's, you know, that's not the right way to think about it. But yes, it is. We have another day to prepare because, folks, when this happens, it's going to be nasty. And you're going to wish you had another day. You're going to wish you had another day to prepare. You're going to wish you had another day to pull your money out of the stock market, out of your pensions, out of your IRAs, and to purchase gold and silver uh, to protect against what's going to happen to our financial system. So take advantage of the pullback today. And as long as we're in a fiat currency... We know where this is going to end, and it's not going to end happily for those that are holding paper investments. So get your, if you want to speculate and hold some money in paper, that's fine, but get it insured with your gold and silver. And you have to be properly insured, not these 5% and 10% that these people tell you that you should own in physical and then get the rest in, you know, in penny stocks of gold and so forth. That's not going to protect you. You need the real item, the real gold. You need to take physical delivery of it. If you don't have gold in your hand, the real thing, you don't own it. Paper shares are not gold. Mining shares are not gold. You have to have the physical gold in your hand. So give us a call, 1-800-375-4188. Visit our website at dgscoins.com, dgscoins.com. Make sure you sign up for a weekly newsletter. And, of course, these programs you can listen to from the website and, of course, our archives. We're talking about uh, the debt, the national debt, in the previous section. And here's the previous segments. Here's some more comments on the national debt. Um, Social Security and Medicare now comprise the largest part of the annual deficit. According to their own projections, the drain on the budget is growing each year. All government spending combined pales in comparison to Social Security and Medicare. Social Security and Medicare consume the vast majority of U.S. tax revenue, forcing the government to borrow incredible and unsustainable amounts of currency to fund its operation, even in good times. Worse, Social Security and Medicare aren't even properly funded. Both are rapidly running out of money and are in need of a huge bailout. It's estimated that government will need to borrow $42 trillion to make Social Security and Medicare programs solvent again. Now, it doesn't mean that they have to borrow $42 trillion next year. But over the course of the next decade or whatever, they need another $42 trillion. Now, we're talking if they need another $42 trillion, this is on top of the current official national debt of $20 trillion. They're talking about increasing the current national debt over the next decade or thereabouts by a factor of 200%. They're, in, they're increasing it. It's going to be three times as large as it is right now if they're going to fund Medicare and Social Security. There's no way that's going to happen, except maybe in the context of a hyperinflationary period uh, where a dollar became, becomes worth a dime compared to what it is today. All right, if you, you, could, you could pay off $42 trillion if it was only worth $4.2 trillion in actual purchasing power. Hyperinflation can make that happen 
without hyperinflation, there's no way they're going to touch. The debt's not going to be increased enough to support Social Security and Medicare. Social Security and Medicare can't pay the debts, can't pay the promises government has, has made to the American people. Therefore, Social Security and Medicare benefits will be dramatically reduced. It's inevitable. There's no way of getting around it. The only question is when. <clears throat> we are coming to the end of our monetary experiment with a debt-based monetary system and a debt-based economy. We're going to reach a point where we can't go any deeper into debt. And when we are going to, when we hit that point is unknown to me, and I don't know of anyone who knows when the end of the line is no going to absolutely knows. be here, but it could be here at any time. We tell you that on a regular basis. Um, but it's one of the reasons. You look at this and you see this. You see some of these numbers. You begin to realize the gravity of the situation, and you sit back and say, huh, you know, I bet this isn't something that's going to happen to my grandchildren. I'm betting this is something that's going to happen to me. Uh, this is going to happen in my lifetime, and maybe not 10 years or even five years from now, but maybe conceivably before the end of the year, but perhaps within the next year or two. What do you do? All right? You know the ship is going to sink. It's going to happen. We know that. It's got a hole in the boat. Too big to patch. The water is going to make the ship sink. We don't know exactly when the ship is going to sink, but what is more sensible right now? To go count your bowling balls or to strap on a life preserver and prepare to go over the side. It's going to happen. All right, gold is that life preserver. Here's another one, another one of these. Go ahead. And I just wanted to, you know, when we talk about life preservers, and, you know, I saw today people in Florida, Hurricane Matthew, they're already hitting the grocery stores. Their aisles are already bare. Gas stations, people are flooding to the gas stations, flocking to hardware stores. This is the, the first hurricane to hit the Atlantic coast in over 10 years. And it's going to be the same thing when it comes to your finances. People are going to wait. They think they're going to have all the time in the world. You know, they, they listen to uh, mainstream media. They listen to the, the pundits on the financial news programs, and they think they have all the time in the world to prepare. And then all of a sudden you wake up and you have a storm ready to bear down on you, and you're running around like a chicken with its head cut off trying to prepare. Folks, prepare before the storm gets here. And uh, this is, uh, you, know, you know, for all my clients in Florida and on the East Coast, um, myself, um, you know, um, hopefully by the time it gets up to this area, it's going to weaken a little bit. But, uh, you know, be safe. Uh, I know many of our clients are already prepared, so they know how to handle this. But uh, not sure what type of storm hurricane this is going to be uh, once it gets to the East Coast. But it certainly is um, looks like it's going to be a, a nasty one, and several states have already called uh, emergency measures. Uh, they're already planning evacuations. Um, are they overreacting? Don't know. But uh, it's, I guess it is better to be safe than sorry. What's the worst case if you prepare and nothing happens? 
You go out and buy a bunch of food. You go out and buy a bunch of food and you got food stored up now. So you're going to eat the food. You buy a bunch of gasoline sooner than you plan it. You can still drive the truck. You can still use, put it in cans and you can use it in the generator or put it back in your truck or your car the next week or whatever. Still use it. The preparation that's required for some sort of a survival circumstance Mm -hmm. is preparation that is not going to be wasted. You might not need it exactly at the moment you're anticipating the emergency, but you can use it. Nobody's recommending you, you, you prepare yourself for a hurricane or any other sort of emergency by stocking up on TV Guide. All right? That's not what you need. You don't need more copies of the National Enquirer or whatever tabloid they're, they're pushing down at the grocery store. You need food, you need water, you need guns, ammo, gold, silver. All right? And in the event that the emergency doesn't take place when you think it might, you haven't wasted your money. You may have spent money before you might otherwise have wanted to do so, but you haven't wasted it. You still have product that is valuable. Just, like, article, my, just like my family will ask me, Melody, do you need anything? It's like, no. <laughs> you know, no, I, I don't need anything. I, I'm prepared. Well, maybe I'll check my batteries, make sure I have enough and so forth. But it gives you comfort. You don't need to be scared if you're prepared. Don't be scared. Be prepared. An article from Business Insider. Headline is Goldman. Big money investors are dumping stocks at the fastest pace in years. This this goes to fundamentals from my perspective. Mutual funds could sell more stocks than they buy this year for the first time since 2012, making them net sellers. This is according to Goldman Sachs. During the second quarter of this year, big money managers who pool their assets for all kinds of investors dumped the stock market for a third straight quarter, according to, again, Goldman Sachs. Uh, Mutual funds have suffered massive outflows in 2016. As of the end of September, the mutual fund uh, domestic and foreign outflows totaled $156 billion, more than double the amount of outflow in 2015 and the most since 2008, the onset of the Great Depression. Like mutual funds, foreign investors are fleeing the U.S. markets. Although their selling slowed from $108 billion of U.S. stocks in the first quarter to $46 billion in the second quarter. We cut our 2016 forecast of foreign investor demand for U.S. equities to a minus $125 billion from minus $50 billion, given lower than expected demand during the uh, first half and weak U.S. Uh, uh, equity returns in the near term. Um, all we're looking at here, to me, is that the fat rats are swimming for sure. And they're bailing out. Does this indicate that the ship is sinking? Not necessarily, but it certainly gives us credible reason to believe that maybe, maybe it's sinking, maybe it's getting close to sinking. There's another one from Gold Eagle that says it's not just Deutsche Bank. The whole financial sector is dying. These are great times for financial assets and by implication for finance companies that make and sell them, right? Alas, no, just the opposite. Each part of the FIRE, and that's an acronym, and it stands for Finance, Insurance, and Real Estate, and they're referring to the FIRE economy, the the Finance, Insurance, and Real Estate economy, is imploding as modern finance hits the wall. Interest rates, for example, have fallen for three decades, 
stock prices are at record uh, are at record levels. Real estate bubble is, re- is revisiting its recent bubble. In this kind of paper paradise, it's no surprise that banks and their cousins have grown fat, happy, and arrogant. However, with the above trends now beginning to end, it's also no surprise that business models premised on continuing low interest rates and continuing record stock prices and continuing high real estate prices, models based on these premises are also failing. Everyone by now knows that Deutsche Bank's, the Deutsche Bank story of bloated costs, horrendous derivative exposure, and debilitating criminal penalties. But lots of other finance companies are staring into the same abyss. Now, there's a list here of additional banks and financial institutions and pension funds that are finance companies that are staring into the same abyss. I'm not going to read it, but the article I'm reading from continues. It says, if every part of the financial sector hits the wall simultaneously, the resulting crisis will overwhelm the ability of governments and central banks to keep the game going. Their last desperate policy experiment will involve coordinated currency devaluations to make debts less onerous. Well, first of all, whose debts are they trying to make less onerous? And the answer is the governments. Right? The governments of the world, and the U.S. leads the list, are in debt up to their earball, their ears. Um, the debt can't be paid. They're going to try to make the debt less onerous. That means they're not going to pay all the debt. And they're going to try, and they think they're going to, this article, which is interesting to me, because this is coming from Gold Eagle. They ought to know what they're talking about. They, their last desperate policy experiment will involve coordinated currency devaluations. How can you devalue fiat currencies in a coordinated manner? Right? When you have a currency that is worth, it's to say that a, a dollar and one ounce of silver are equivalent. That was true when I was when I was a boy and a young man. But one ounce of silver, one paper dollar, they were equivalent. If you wanted to devalue the dollar, you had to sit back and say, okay, from here on out, we're going to need two dollars to get one ounce of silver. We would devalue the dollar, but it's devalued in relationship to something tangible, silver. Or you could do it with gold also. But you can devalue your currency if it is pegged, if its value is based on some uh, on some tangible benchmark. Right? But how do you do it when the dollar, its value is determined in, in terms of a relationship to the euro? And the euro's value is determined in relationship to the pound. And the pound's value is determined in relationship to the yen. And the yen's value is interpreted is 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 established in terms of the dollar. The whole thing is circular. How do you have an org a coordinated currency devaluation when none of the fiat currencies are pegged to anything real like gold or silver? If I reduce the dollar by 50%, what does that have to do with the euro? The euro can reduce by 50% at the same time. And the euro can, and when they do, the, so can, so can, the, uh, so can the, the English pound and so on. The whole thing is just relative. It doesn't, there's not a real 
foundation, a cornerstone in relation to which these fiat currencies can be devalued in a coordinated manner. We see this all the time. The currencies exist in a teeter-totter relationship because the dollar is the world reserve currency or primary has been, and now, now not to the same extent, but it's still the primary world reserve currency. Uh, formerly, it was almost the only world reserve currency. It sits on one end of the teeter-totter. On the other end of the teeter-totter, we have the other dollars, the other currencies, fiat currencies that comprise the U.S. dollar index. When they go down in value, the dollar has to go up in value. When they go up in value, the dollar has to go down in value. The point is that it's true that we could have the rest of the currencies might be devalued in a coordinated way, but when they do, the dollar, if they go down, the dollar has to go up. We can't tolerate debt de um, de uh, deflation in this country. If the dollar's value goes up, the debt becomes larger. We already can't pay it. We, all, we probably can't really pay the interest. If we have, the point I'm trying to make here is that there's not going to be a coordinated currency devaluation. I don't think it's possible with fiat currencies. I missed the boat, but it's time for us to take, I missed the signal for time, but it's time for us to take a break. I'm Alfred Addis. I'm here with Melody Cedarstrom on Financial Survival. We'll be back in a moment. Please stay tuned. TV and radio are great mediums for mass instruction, but for those times when you just want to hold something in your hands, there is the damn good times. I still love the newspaper, but I'm tired of the liberal bias. That's why I reach for the damn good times. Always full of interesting stories and great information, and you can have it delivered to your doorstep by calling 281-332-5710 or sending an email to news at thedamngoodtimes.com. Just $50 a year will get a full subscription. It's a great gift for all the patriots you know. Do it now. Food prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, and Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. You just defended yourself with a gun. The police are called and you're potentially involved in a homicide, but it was self-defense. At this point, you are not in your right mind. No one ever is when they are in fear for their life and defend themselves. Anything you say can and will be used in a court of law, both civilly and criminally. Fortunately, you have SelfDefenseFund.com. We are the National Association for Legal Gun Defense, and we protect our members nationally in all 50 states, up to $1 million per incident per member. Let us do the talking for you and visit SelfDefenseFund.com. Any weapon, any state, any time.
Cardatus here with Melody Cedarstrom on Financial Survival. We're talking about how the debt can be minimized. They said they want to reduce it to make it less onerous. There are problems with that that make reducing the debt virtually it can't be done in an orderly manner. It can happen, but only in the midst of calamity. The only way the various governments, national banks can be, uh, national debts can be reduced is by outright repudiation. Those who have, say, a $100,000 U.S. bond will receive only maybe $10,000 for that bond. 90% of their paper wealth will be destroyed at the same time that 90% of the national debt is canceled. The system can't come down in an orderly, systemic, and controlled manner into a soft landing. The only way we can get out of this debt-based monetary and economic system will be by catastrophic failure. One day the system will be flying along and seemingly doing okay the next day or maybe the next week or the next month. The system will fail so catastrophically that it will be gone and cease to exist. Why? Why, why make such a dramatic thing? Because once... the because first off, the debt is too great. It can't be repaid in full. They can repay part of it, but they can't pay, repay most of it. And in my estimation, I doubt that they can pay more than 20% and perhaps 10% is going to be the top end. If you're holding paper, in my opinion, you're going to lose 90% of your perceived wealth before this is, if you hold it long enough. But the debt can't be paid. First reason. Second reason. The debt can't be paid in full without repudiating the correlative paper assets. We can't just go out and cancel the debt because we live in a debt-based monetary system, a debt-based economy. It's all based on U.S. bonds, which are nothing but debt instruments. If they cancel $20 trillion national debt, they say, yay, we've, just, we've canceled the national debt. It can't. We're not going to pay it. And yippee, we're not paying any debt anymore. When they cancel that, they also revoke $20 trillion in U.S. bonds. The bonds that back up that debt that are now being treated as assets in banks and pension funds, if we wipe out the $20 trillion debt, we wipe out the $20 trillion in paper assets. This economy, the U.S. economy, cannot stand the loss of $20 trillion in paper assets, and I doubt that the global economy can withstand the, the loss of $20 trillion in paper assets. They are caught between the rock and the hard place. They can't pay the debt, and they can't cancel the debt. What are they going to do? It's the reason why I'm saying the only solution to this problem is a catastrophic failure. Everything's going to be going along pretty cool. It'll be all right, and all of a sudden it's going to snap like the wing falling off of an aircraft. Just bang, and it's gone. And nobody sees it coming. I mean, we can sit here and warn one of these days that wing's going to fall off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But nobody really knows when it's going to happen. When it does happen, it's going to snap like a, like a dry stick. And all of a sudden, bang. And if you're not ready before it snaps, it will be too late to get ready afterwards. The only thing we don't know is when this, this cataclysmic event will arrive. Uh, You'll be able to see some signs of its coming. You'll be able to see some fundamentals where, in my opinion, if you look at it and say, gee, this is, this is bad news, uh, you're going to see this in a general sense. But specifically, nobody knows. I don't think anyone can know. I think the economy, when it goes, again, will snap like a dry stick. Suddenly, no precise warning, not even hours or days in advance, just snap, and all of a sudden, it's like the lights go out. 
Now, it may not be quite as dramatic as I'm suggesting, but I don't think we're going to just ease into this because I don't see any way to get rid of the debt. You can't pay it and you can't cancel it. What are you going to do with it? There's no other alternative other than a catastrophic failure, in my opinion. Um, gold, as always, is the safe haven. If you if you agree with my you know my opinion, my analysis on this, it's one of the things that tells you get out of paper, right? Get out of paper debt instruments. Put your wealth into something tangible like gold or silver. So, Melody, you wanted to say something about. Well, yeah. I mean, they can only grow the debt until it collapses, and it's really, and it's just not this country. It's worldwide, and it's it's beyond fixing. And that's the problem. I believe it is beyond. Yeah, that's fixing. the problem. We're in so deep they can't it's get so out. Deep. It's part of the reason why they just keep yeah. laughing and grinning and say, "Oh, it's all under control." No, it's no, not. They know not. this. You can't pay the debt and you can't repudiate the debt. What are you going to do with the debt? And continue to grow it until they can't anymore. Yeah. So, and that is when we don't know. And But, you know, I mean, if you would have talked about $1.4 trillion in a year 10 years ago, 15 years ago, it would, it would be like, are you kidding me? They can't do that. No, and, and people tell you, are. if anybody came up with a debt that large, a yeah. deficit that Trust large in one year, continue. not a war, when there wasn't a war going on, why the president should be impeached, at least, yep. if not tried for treason. Yep. Now it's just, oh, yeah, big deal, $1.4 trillion. What's a trillion? Just and wait. It goes to show how just worthless wait. monies and currencies there are around the world. It also it's shows how blasé people are, yes. how they don't seem to understand the peril they're in. You know, they've had, when they were first building... Oh, aircraft, where they were using carbon fiber to make wings and whatever. Uh, it was very strong material. But the problem they had is when it went, it didn't, it didn't tear a little bit. I mean, it just snapped and a wing would fall off. Fall off. You understand? Flying along, you got two wings, all of a sudden you don't. All right? This debt-based monetary system, in my opinion, is like those carbon fiber aircraft. Right? Brilliant, lightweight, got a lot of things going for them. But at least the early ones, when they when they when they broke, they just bang, it was done. The same thing. We have a debt-based monetary system. We have a debt-based economy. We have more debt than we can ever repay, and we can't repudiate the debt without canceling the paper assets. We can't get out of this without something like a catastrophic failure, in my opinion. I don't, I don't see any way. There's not going to be a soft landing. It's not going to be engineered. It's going to be here today and hell tomorrow. That's what it's going to be. Uh, and what's the, what's the solution? I don't know that there's a solution, but there's a, there's a preparation. You know? mm-hmm. Get ready. And, you know, we talk about the the world leaders know, you know, we talk about the meeting. They're coming here to Washington October 7th. That's Friday. And, you know, it's going to be all about globalization. They're concerned about this backlash against the globalization that is being uh, manifesting in these various uh, places. We've seen it with Trump, the Brexit, uh, Le Pen, Germany, Greece. You know, people are, are tired of it and they're recognizing it. So I looked at this in a different way. Are these world leaders really concerned about globalization or are they really concerned about the system? Because it is that globalization that kind of 
glues it together temporarily. So they understand what happens if this is disrupted in any manner. And or otherwise, I think they'd probably say, well, if it was not as close to a you know some sort of a you know catastrophic event or to where they lose control. They'd probably say, oh, you know, let them vote for Trump, you know, in four years, he'll be out of there. But it's not like that. So they're meeting October 7th to the 9th. It's the annual meeting of the IMF and World Bank. And Lagarde says there's two tasks. First, do no harm, which above all means resisting the temptation to throw up protectionist barriers to trade. Their second is to take action to boost lackluster global growth and make it more inclusive. This is what they're coming to Washington for. This is why the IMF and the World Bank and other leaders are coming to Washington, is to try and keep it together, to keep it from falling apart. Well, because I think, that's how close, I think that's how close we are to having it fall apart. Well, they've done such a great job in holding it all together over the last eight years that we can just take Great confidence. I'm, I'm sure they'll be able to work it out this time. All right. Um, they do no harm. They say they want to do no harm first, do no harm. Do no harm to who? To them. Do no harm to the people of the United States of America or do no harm to the new world order. They don't want this protectionism. They don't want to resist that. To heck with the people. These geniuses who are running the New World Order, they're so smart. They know what to do. How did we get in this mess if they're so smart? How did we get here if they're so smart? They're presuming they're the masters of the universe, and they are presumably running this globe. All right, well, you put us in this mess, and all we're saying is we've had enough of your masterminding, and we would like to try to handle things on our own. And we don't need the new world order. It needs us. And they're saying, do no harm. They don't mean do no harm to the American people or the people of Europe or people of many countries. They mean do no harm Harm to to the new world order, point one. What was their second point that they said? Uh, They they take action. Oh, yeah, take action. Like what? Like what? Print more fiat currency, lower interest rates instead of nearly down below zero. We can drop them down to below 10%. What action do they think they push can the, take? Push the U.S. in the negative rates. The whole thing is insane. I mean, this is and, just a certain amount of wishful thinking and evidence. If we can believe the reports, it's evidence that they're desperate. They are. They're not coming here with confidence. to say, what the heck are we going to do? The answer is... The Watch world, the wing fall off. That's what you're going to do. The world economy has turned in the worst performance in six years in 2015. It expanded only by 3.1%. How well can the U.S. be doing if the whole world economy is turning in the worst performance in six years? It's all done by government debt money. Uh-huh. I mean, there's no reality to it that whatsoever. And, and it it's just like, but you know what? It's the same thing as our elections. We have a, a VP election uh, uh, debate going on tonight. Tim Kaine and Mike Pence, uh, they're, you know, doing their thing tonight, their debate. It's just, it's almost like those who are so Democratic, so to the left, they don't even entertain any thoughts about what is wrong with the problems in this country. Uh, And and it's really, truly mind-boggling that people can't see this. I don't understand why they... Because there's no solution, in my opinion. 
I think this is the kind of thing where a lot of people are reluctant to even look at the problem because there is no solution. We can't pay the debt and we can't repudiate the debt. What are we going to do? Shake your head. Well, you can do that. Look the other way. Watch TV. Do whatever you want to do. But the problem, the big problem is the debt, and it can't be dealt with. It's too big for us to handle. So what are we going to do? It's the number one problem, I believe, in the world. Mm -hmm. The whole thing is built on debt. What happens when they finally have to admit the debt can't be paid? It means the debt-based monetary. It means all things associated with debt. All of a sudden, the world is going to say, uh-uh, not me. I'm not going any deeper into debt. I don't want any more debt instruments. I'm not buying any more bonds. I'm not buying any more stocks. I'm not trusting in a pension fund or a, or a bank account. What are they going to do? If you take the debt, if they have to admit the debt doesn't work, the whole debt-based monetary system and the debt-based economy collapse and go in search of another basis for running an economy, and it won't be. I know that the New World Order will try to impose a new and improved debt-based monetary system and a new and improved debt-based global system, global, global economy. They'll try to improve it because or impose it. But I, I, I am doubtful that they'll succeed. And even if they succeed with a second debt-based monetary system for a little while, it'll fail soon enough. It'll become obvious soon enough where people are going to wake up and they're going to say, I want some gold. You know, it's interesting. There's a comment. There's a lot of comments in this article that I was reading. I think we're just about out of time. But this comes from a Ding Shang. He was the he worked at the IMF from 1997 to 2010. Interesting. Um, he right now he's at the Standard Chartered Head of Greater China Economic Research, and he says the consensus in policymaking circles was that more trade meant better economic growth, but the benefits weren't shared equitably. So now we see a round of anti-globalization, anti trade, meaning China took it all. He says globalization will stall for the moment until we can find a way to share those benefits. Do you think China's really going to share those benefits? Yeah, right. It was interesting that he was working at the IMF when China, between 1997 and 2010, exploded in growth. So, you know, it's... Well, well China is going place, to share. I hardly think so. I think part of what's happening here there's there's a there's a movement to have a guaranteed annual income for everyone thousand dollars a month per person right forget about welfare and all the subsidies and rest of it everybody gets a thousand dollars a minimum amount you could live on it blah 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 all right sounds like an interesting idea but you know what i think that is i think it's just a way to let people ease into the idea you're going to be replaced by a robot and soon it won't matter whether you get $1,000 a month or you get anything a month. You're not going to be able to get a job. And then a lot of people sit back, well, I don't if I get $1,000 and I get replaced by a robot, but I, get, I still get $1,000. A lot of people will go for it. But once they get enough robots in here, there's going to be a big question about how many people do we really need. And this is going to be a dangerous and painful question. And... Uh, you know, it will not. The answer will not be something that the world can take pride in. I doubt that we'll handle it properly. So my point again: we're in big trouble. It may not appear that way, and I'm not trying to self not trying to self fear, doom and gloom. But I'm telling you, there are troubles approaching, and a sensible person is going to begin to protect themselves and their family as best they can 
That suggests gold and silver, among other things, to me at least. I'm Alfred Adams here with Melody Cedarstrom on Financial Survival. We'll be back tomorrow. In the meantime, may the good Lord bless you, me, Melody, and Todd, the producer. Bye. I work all night, I work all day to pay the bills I have to pay. There never seems to be a single penny left for me. That's too bad. In my dreams, I have a friend. If I got me a wealthy man, I wouldn't have to work at all. I'd pull around and have a ball. The religious and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement. shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. where your next meal will come from if the power is out for an extended period of time, I'd like to suggest Numana Foods, a family-owned business with a passion for food quality and taste, as well as long-term storage reliability. Numana.com. Check them out for your family's health and security. Food so good tasting and good for you, it can be eaten every day. Standard buckets are GMO-free, contain no aspartame, high fructose corn syrup, autolyzed yeast extract, chemical preservatives, or soy. You can be confident your Numana meals will be there for you and your family when you need them during an emergency. Numana.com, a nutritionally healthy way to prepare for any disaster. That's Numana.com. N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com. You've just defended yourself with a gun. The police are called, and you're potentially involved in a homicide, but it was self-defense. At this point, you are not in your right mind. No one ever is when they are in fear for their life and defend themselves. Anything you say can and will be used in a court of law, both civilly and criminally. Fortunately, you have SelfDefenseFund.com. We are the National Association for Legal Gun Defense, and we protect our members nationally in all 50 states, up to $1 million per incident per member. Let us do the talking for you and visit SelfDefenseFund.com. Any weapon, any state, any time.
Somewhere where it's evening. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You are listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It is Tuesday, October 4th, 2016, about seven minutes after 2 p.m. Pacific time. If that's when it is where you're at, we are, in fact, live. 800 932 1980 is the call in number. That'll get you right on the air, or on the air shortly, anyway. But if you'd rather not do that, but still participate in the show, you can go to theamericanvoice.com or americanvoiceradio.com. We have a chat room there that you can participate in. And uh, our website has everything you need to know about this network. 
Okay, and uh, hey, I can say that because if you find something that uh, you want to know that isn't there, well, my email is there, so you can just email me and um, ask whatever it is you want to ask. Anyway, so there's all that. Uh, I'm not going to go through much else. Uh, I do want to remind you all that we are simulcasting on YouTube Live and also Fedbook, okay? Look, I hate Fedbook, but I know a lot of you are on it, and uh, so we're there. And I've had a Fedbook page for, gosh, I don't know how long, and I didn't do anything with it. I never looked at it. Well, I looked at it, and then I went away because, I don't know, I just don't. See, I went there, and I figured out how to put a video stream on there, and then that's pretty much all I've done with it. But you can go to fedbook.com uh, slash Live is the address there. Now, YouTube, you're going to actually have to go to YouTube and then search ABRN Live, okay? Because uh, I got to have 100 subscribers or more before I can get a, a decent name to give to you. And, uh, you know, I put it out on the Yahoo list, but apparently it's too much trouble for people to go do that. So, you know, that's what you'll have to do. Anyway, it is Tuesday, and that means we got Al from Colorado with us. Welcome, Al. Yeah, well, it looks like Mr. Assange has been gotten to. He was supposed to release a bombshell about Hitler today. Yeah, what a little weenie he is. He got on there and just promoted his book. That's it. Buy my book, buy my book, buy my book. And you know what's well, funny? You know what? I no, think you know they what's got funny? to him, Frank. He you know what's supposed funny? to give a thing, and he, you know, I think they got to him. You know what's but, funny, Al? What? I mean, here he is, Assange, going to get it out there and, and lying about a big bombshell just to say, buy my book, buy my book, buy my book. And then you got the loudmouth bullhorn idiot, Alex Jones, out there criticizing the guy for basically doing what he does every day. He gets out there and goes, oh, I got a really big story. Oh, I got a really big story for you. Ah, no, buy no, my no, DVD. No, no, buy my no, DVD. Alex Loudmouth. We don't care. I don't waste my time with it. Once in a while, I'll listen to him. But very, I, I, I shut him off as soon as possible. Buy my because DVD. Because all he wants to do is push his garbage, too. Oh, now, now he's into the health uh, thing. Oh, yeah. He wants to push all his uh, vitamins and all his other garbage that he's pushing now, yeah, too. Wow. Well. I, I'd stick with somebody who has some... Uh, well, I'll tell you what, Frank. I think Hitlery is going to continue to skate until uh, somebody uh, gives her a high-speed projectile from long distance. I think that's what's going to happen with Hitlery. Well, they keep, She's not going away, Frank. I'll tell you what, they keep, they keep messing around with... You see, now, I don't know if you've been following this, but I have, because uh, Russia now, the United States is, is basically canceling all diplomatic ties with Russia. Well, maybe Barry's going to get his word. Maybe we won't have an election, Frank, for well, all we I'm telling you, Al, that is usually the last step before war. Barry doesn't want to leave. You can go check with Mel. Didn't Mel say something about that a little while ago? Huh? Yeah, like a year or over a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but the thing is, I mean, uh, do you see it in the mainstream news? All I know is that evidently the Russians are very unhappy with NATO putting garbage on their doorstep, and they're ready to rock and roll, I think, the Russians. Oh, by the way, 40 million Russians are participating in an evacuation drill, huh, Frank? Yeah, huh? Yep, 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 yep. Saw that. I yeah, saw that. you did see that. I did, and, uh, you know. That means that... Frank's computer is still working. They haven't shut his Internet down. Not yet. But, uh, you know, the thing is, the, the Russians, I mean, let's, 
Okay, all you morons out there Ugh. that are like, oh, Russia this, Russia that, Russia, 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 Russia. Man, why don't you pull your head out of the past, man? And Russia was never the enemy we thought it was. I thought it was. I did. I was one of these little hey, morons. Hey, we all too. were suckered when we were young, dumb, and stupid. Remember those years, Frank? Oh, yeah. And uh, I did. I bought it hook, line, and sinker, the evil empire, the whole thing, right? And Yeah. You know, but you grow up, and just like the Bible says, you know, when you're a child, you do the things of a child. When you grow up, you put those things to, away. You know, yeah, well, look who's pushing anymore. the Russia thing. Hitler is pushing Russia big time still, isn't she? Think yeah, about it. And, and you know what? I want to point out to people, you know, re, you really need to go. Now, look, I'm not saying the leaders of the Soviet Union were good guys, man. They, But you know what? They were more of a danger to their own people than they were anybody else. I mean, they mm -hmm. killed 80 million of their own people. Oh, you know, but, oh, yeah, they killed a lot of their own people. You know, yes, they did. The thing is, though, they also put up the Iron Curtain, and it wasn't to keep their people in. It was to keep the Western bank scum out of their country. That's why they did it. This is what facilitated yeah. the whole thing. Now, okay, they fell... And uh, the West tried to go in there and uh, basically pick their bones, which they did for a while. And then Putin came in, kicked them all out. Now, oh, they're the enemy again, right? And you know what? Russia has more Russian. The Russian people have more in common with the American people than than the English people. Okay, mm -hmm. I'm telling you. You know, because yeah. the Russian people don't stick their nose up the butt of some stinky old queen and go, oh, we love our queen. You bunch of morons. Idiots you know, over there, the, uh, you know, the royals. I don't want never. to hear about Kate and Wills taking their trip to Canada. You know That's what? not news. I don't care about the royals. I'm Listen, sick of hearing about the royals. England has never been a friend of the United States of America. It has never been a friend of the American people. I don't know why they're our allies, probably because we never really left, and the dirtbags in Washington, D.C. have betrayed us and committed treason continuously yeah. since the well, founding of this country. But, well, hey, other than that... Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Five weeks from today, exactly. Five weeks from today, we have the, quote, maybe election, we'll call it. Now, knowing what Barry may have up his sleeve. I think Barry, Barry wants to cancel it any which way he can. Well, yeah. And, and you know, it's not just Barry either. The more Trump gains the more worried the little scumbags at the Pentagon, you stuffed shirt pretenders acting like military Yeah, because they're going to be out of a job because we ain't going to be going around to being the world's cops anymore. Well, we you might, heard, we might you heard be... Donald say we, we're not supposed to be the world's cops anymore. Right, and the thing is, though, Donald Trump wants to make peace with Russia. Yes. And that is And Hitler doesn't want that. And the Pentagon doesn't want it. And neither either. does Hitler. And you know why the Pentagon doesn't want it? It's because, not because they're out of business then, aren't they? It's not because there's some sort of national interest. It's because if there's no Russian enemy, then there's no huge military contracts to do. Because oh, no, we still got the oh, you forgot about our friends, the Chinese, Frank. We still got those boys. Oh, well, yes. gee, maybe Donald Trump will try to get along with them, too. Well, then they're really in trouble, then, aren't they? I mean, uh, what's our beef with China? Because China wants to be in the South China Sea, and we say, what? Uh, wait a minute. It's not called the South United States Sea. No, it's not. And so we're beefing because the Chinese want to be in the China Sea? 
Uh, doesn't that seem a little unreasonable? Yeah, seems like we've got our nose everywhere we're supposed to be. You think we were supposed to be in Vietnam or Korea, Frank? I don't think we're supposed to be in either one of those two places either, I don't well, think. Well, as much as we're supposed to be in Africa with AFRICOM. Yeah, all well, that garbage. What are they doing there, Al? Yeah, what are they doing in Libya, Syria, Beirut, Lebanon, all those places? Well, over I know there. one thing: they're they're running two missions a day. That's uh, they don't say what kind of missions or anything mm-hmm. like that, but uh-huh. they're running two missions a day in Africa. What Here's are they doing? A good now? Question and what for... kind of missions do military? I have do? no idea. They're well, getting ready Al, to pull some garbage. Well, military missions usually involve killing and blowing up things. Well, that's what the military does, to break, kill people and break things. That's their job. And they do two of those a day in Africa. I wow, wonder, two I of wa- them. I wonder against who. Yeah, very interesting. Here's another real good question, Frank, that no one has ever given me a good answer. If the Israelis can have nukes, who is, the, who is anybody else? Who is the United States to say that the Iranians can't have nukes? Huh? Who died and left the United States in charge, Frank? Oh, well, you know, well, well, well. Oh, the Israelis yeah. can have nukes, Frank, but the Iranians can't have them. No, no, no. Meanwhile, the well, Pakistanis, hey. the Indians, and every other you-know-what on the uh, planet has them, right? Well, the, listen, Israel wasn't supposed to have them, and uh, Kennedy said, look, you stole those, give them back. And, and they uh, killed them. And then uh, he was dead after that. Yeah, gee whiz. Imagine our surprise, Frank. Yeah, well, there's a lot of reasons why uh, Ken- Kennedy got shot. Well, that was just one of them. There was others, too. You know. He was going to get rid of the Fed, too, by the way. Oh, Fed yeah, was going to go bye-bye. He, he had already started issuing U.S. notes. Mm-hmm. No, they were, they were being circulated. And people don't understand the difference because they go, I call fiat currency, which it is. However, U.S. notes are put out by the United States Treasury directly, and there is no interest. No juice on them. them. No debt on them. They're debt free notes. Okay. And so now it's still fiat currency, so it's not a complete solution, but. It's a step in the right direction, and the thing is, well, what what good is that? Now, okay, let me ask you. If you're going to borrow money, Al, are you going to want to borrow a note that has no interest attached to it, meaning, well, okay. Yeah, I just pay the note back. I just pay the note back. I don't have to pay any interest. Or are you going to borrow a Federal Reserve note where you get to pay the note back and all the interest? Yeah, yeah. What are you going to do, Al? Yeah, I think think the note with no interest got my vote, right? Yeah, and and that would put the Fed out of business. And you see, That's right, and then the Fed needs to go out of business. Donald needs to talk about that, too. Another reason to die. Oh, yeah. You know, another reason to die, Al. I mean, you're going to do that. Well, you're going to have to go. Now, you know, uh, uh, Barry... When you, you mentioned Iran, well, why aren't they allowed to have nukes? Well, you know, okay, I, I get that argument. I really Sorry, I ain't buying it. Well, Barry's the one that gave it to him. Barry gave them the nukes, so why is he complaining then? Well, because he, he wasn't supposed, we weren't supposed to know that. Oh, we weren't supposed to know that Barry gave it. Oh, wait, no, wait a minute. To the Barry just here. gave him a whole bunch of money for four people or $400 million or something like that in cash? Huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. That, forget about yeah. that one, Frank, or would you forget about that Ran- one? Ransom. Yeah, ransom. Yeah, they paid ransom there because, you know, the United States... Yeah, you know what Tommy Jefferson would have done? He would have gone over there and made him a hole in the parking lot, which is what Jimmy Carter should have done. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what Teddy Roosevelt did do. 
Uh, somebody took somebody. I forget the uh, details of this. You could it was it Jefferson up. who went over to and to the Syrians or the Libyans and told them. Uh, oh, the Barbary Coast, sure. Yeah. But I'm talking later on in Teddy Roosevelt's. They took some American citizen hostage somewhere, and the president just sent a, a, a simple message because, you know, the person didn't speak English, so he made it very easy to translate. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever the guy's name is dies, you die. Nice and short and sweet. And they let him go. <laughs> uh, did, uh, did, uh, well, that's what Jimmy Carter should have done. You know, it's, Dumbbell, it's Jimmy. real simple. You know, like, look, okay, if he dies, you die. How's that? That's right. You, know, you, you give those people up in 24 hours, you're going to be a glass parking lot. All your sand is going to be turned into glass. Yeah, well, this should what he should have done. But the thing is, it's like, uh, you know, ah, here we go. I think it, I think this one's it here. If I could just. <laughs> what are you looking up something there? Yeah, Obama administration secretly facilitated Iranian ballistic missile program. Oh, yep. Not going to hear that on national mainstream news now, are you? No, we weren't supposed to know about this. Uh, the Obama administration misled journalists and lawmakers for over nine months about a secret agreement to lift international sanctions on a critical funding node of Iran's ballistic missile program as part of a broader ransom package earlier this year that involved Iran freeing several U.S. hostages. Aha. Uh-huh. So, plot thickens. So for hostages, not only did they get the money, they got nukes. Well, well Barry, why isn't it Barry in jail then, Frank? Here's the good question. Why is Okay, it? look, I, 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 it's not nukes, okay? It's just ballistic missiles. Fine. Still, it could, but it's still a delivery system. Sure, though. you can strap a nuke to it, but they get, just gave him the ballistic missile thing because okay. you know they were having some trouble uh, getting really good missiles, and so Obama helped them out. Yeah, well, Barry's a traitor too. Then evidently, Barry. Well, Barry's yeah, a traitor. he is. And, and meanwhile, he stands there and says, "You know what happened to the United States does not negotiate with kidnappers, yeah, or terrorists, or yeah. anybody else." It sounds you know, like it. Yeah, you know, but Barry does. Well, you're still stuck with Barry for another few months, unless Barry's... Like I say, it's a very good possibility WW3 will start. Somebody's going to pull something, Frank. Something's going to happen between now and five weeks from today. You can bet, you can take that to the bank. (laughs) Something? How about multiple things? Yes, well, things. Let's call it things. Yeah, I was just reading the sun now has some dark spots on it, and they, uh, they're they talking about, hey, it's not if. Oh, we're going to get our coming. EMP and lose all our electrical now? Frank? No, we're going to have, gonna ice, happen now, or have what? an ice age. Oh, well, we're freezing, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, global warming. This has been one of the coldest summers I've ever gone through, Frank. Tell me, global warming, yeah. Well, Al Gore. you know, in the 70s, man, you know, big magazines had things on the cover like Time about the coming ice age. And these were real climate scientists saying, look, man, you know, the cycles of the sun, and it's not anything we got to worry about because, uh, well, we'll be dead a thousand years probably before it happens. Well, but, Frank, I don't see it happening tomorrow. Let's put it that way. Right, but the thing is, that's the direction things are going. And they're telling us absolutely the opposite. Oh, and then we've got Nibiru and Nibiru, the the planet that's Planet X is supposed to slam into us. The asteroids are supposed to slam into us. But yeah, yeah. They, yeah. You know what? I'm I'm over Planet X. 
You know, I don't uh, want to hear about new, uh, a Nibiru or Planet you know X or all that other garbage. Booga booga time, Frank. Maybe maybe there is a Planet X out there, okay? But the bottom line is uh, you've cried wolf too many times. Nobody yeah, knows yeah. to shut Goodbye. up. Yeah, you know, just You know, oh, it's going to happen this year. It's going to happen. This... Well, that year was three years ago. Well, you know what happened? The kid who did cry wolf, Wolfgang, finally did get to him, though, didn't he, though, Frank? Well, Remember? yeah, and that's what I'm saying. I mean, hey. You know, Planet X might be out there. It might be headed to us. It might going to destroy hey, us. Hey, Frank, you, know you and I and every AVR listener will be dead for 200,000 years, too, well, maybe. Well, and even if it was going to happen tomorrow, Al, what are you going to do about a planet? Yeah, where are you going to go, Frank? <laughs> where are you going to run to, Frank, if the whole planet blows up? Yeah, okay, sure. we're going to have this planet 50 times our size run into us. What are we going to do? Let's prepare. Yeah, let's all panic, Frank. It well, might as well have a good time. Let's prepare. Yeah. How do, you, how do you do that exactly? You don't prepare, Frank. You're dead. Right. I mean, that's the thing. You know, stuff, stuff. It, it, it's interesting and all that, but things that you have no control over, you're best off not wasting a whole lot of time yeah. worrying about it. Because what are you going to do? If Nothing. You, if you can't do anything about it, then say, well, okay. I'm aware of this. It could happen, but there's nothing I can do. So what's next? Yeah. You know, what's next? Move on. Let's. It's like telling this idiot called me to tell the truth. I watched Gaudi uh, uh, grill him. Uh, he he had a grilling last week, and this guy lied out of all sides of his mouth. <laughs> Who was that? Comey. You know. Oh gosh, that guy. Yeah, man. That what? that idiot should be in jail too. Well, he should. He should be hanging from a rope for treason. All of them. No, really. I mean, treason There's is a, a thing, real thing. There's a thing. Judge Napolitano here, came out. There's an article on the net that says Judge Napolitano came out and said that uh, the FBI was specifically uh, told to exonerate her no matter what. Now, what kind of fraud is that? Well, yeah. I, I mean, it's treason, is what it is. It is treason. What she did was she. She committed treason. Frank, and if you it, said Al, last week if she gets elected, I don't care right now, whoever gets elected, we don't obey any of their garbage. Even if Donald gets elected, we don't obey their garbage. Well, the thing is, it's, uh, you know, look, I'm not all that confident about Trump, but... I'm he, not happy with him either. Don't feel, don't get me wrong. You know, he's not Hillary Clinton, so that... He's the lesser of two evils, and I guarantee you, he'll, he'll do what he's told to, or he will get the Kennedy. I don't treat. even know that he's evil. I don't know, I don't know anything except the hype and what I've seen for, gosh, so long. I mean, uh, in Atlantic City, Trump was, you know... Who cares? Okay, he went bankrupt. That was his companies went bankrupt. He physically... Oh, he lost another $800 million last year. Now now they're going after him on more money now with his taxes. Yeah, well, Who cares? you know, Hillary Clinton says, what kind of a man loses that kind of money? Well, maybe she should ask her buddy Jamie Dimon at uh, wherever he is, and he lost six-point-something billion. Well, you know, guess so what? Yeah, and, and Joe Lunchbucket had to bail Jamie out, didn't he? But look, Joe Lunchbucket. Yeah, because scumbags like Hillary Clinton gave him our money. Yeah. I'll tell you what, like you said, now I'm going to still disagree with you from our last week's show, Frank. I think, I don't care. Hillary's in there with the big boys. It's a dirty game, and Donald has got to come out. I don't care if he's got to throw the first punch now, maybe. I don't care what anybody else thinks of Donald. He has got to defend himself. She almost, she cheated all over the place with her earpiece and her podium and her notes. And what else did she have? Well, and they gave Donald Trump a, a defective mic that wouldn't work in the, in the uh, arena. Nobody, no, none of the live audience could hear what Donald Trump was saying. 
You and I could hear it over the TV. Yeah, but the audience there couldn't hear it. Well, what kind of garbage is that? Then the whole thing is a fixed ball game. Throw well, it out. Hello. You know, Duh. But what did you figure was going to happen? Well, let's put it this way. I still say this coming Sunday, Donald has got to take off the glove. We disagreed. You said he, she has to throw the first punch. There's too much at stake for Donald to sit back and wait for her to throw the first punch. She's That's not going to have to wait, Al. She's going to – She, you know what? She smells – she thinks she can just beat him up because he didn't do anything last time. She's not going to have to wait for her to attack him. She's attacking him already. Well, good. The, then let him, give, Al, let him give her all the barrels, yeah, not both barrels. You, Every barrel well, he can I agree. give her. I agree once she attacks him. I'm telling you, Al, I don't care what it is. You got two strangers out on the street, and you got a crowd of people, and they're jawboning each other. And I'll tell you what, the guy who throws the first punch, the crowd is going to tell it he started it. Yeah. He started No matter what the other guy said, no matter what he did to make him do it, he's good. Well, the, I'm praying that she starts it then, The Frank. crowd is going to say, that guy threw the first punch, he started it. And Donald Trump true. Well, I hope Donald throws the final punch. I hope Donald ends it is what oh, I'm Well, trying. you know what? He's got to counter punch. He really has to just, like, look. Every time she attacks him, he needs to attack back. Oh, absolutely. Sunday's going to be a very interesting day. The second debate is going to be very, very interesting. No, I mean make her cry. Oh, absolutely. Hey, he needs to bring up every dirty thing on everything. Everybody knows. Who, who's on the uh, alternate media, how dirty these people are. The people who watch the idiot box know nothing about Hitler, do they? Look, anything she says. Oh, so you want to talk about the past. Great. Oh, so you want to talk about foreign policy. Okay, great. Oh, you want to talk about uh, money? You want to talk about uh, foundations? You want to talk about, you know, anything that she brings up. Well, he then he's got to really punch Listen. it. He's got to counterpunch very hard. Listen. How hard is this? Okay, his people should be all over this because Hillary Clinton's record of her life's work is pathetic. Worse than it, pathetic. it is. It is a. It is a history. It's a shambles, is what it is. It is a history of murder, lies, deception, and treason. That's what her. That's Absolutely, what her Absolutely, without question. And and you know he needs to he needs to bring it up highlighted every time she opens her mouth. Absolutely. He needs to make that woman afraid to speak. Good. But it's going to have to wait because yep. it's break time, folks. All right, we'll be back in just a few.
Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. with a gun. The police are called and you're potentially involved in a homicide, but it was self-defense. At this point, you are not in your right mind. No one ever is when they are in fear for their life and defend themselves. Anything you say can and will be used in a court of law, both civilly and criminally. Fortunately, you have SelfDefenseFund.com. We are the National Association for Legal Gun Defense, and we protect our members nationally in all 50 states, up to $1 million per incident per member. Let us do the talking for you and visit SelfDefenseFund.com. Any weapon, any state, any time.
All right, we're back. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It's Tuesday, October 4th, 2016, about 2.41 and a half out here on the Pacific Time Coast. 800-932-1980 is the call-in number. TheAmericanVoice.com or AmericanVoiceRadio.com is the website. Same website. Well, it's actually different websites, but they look the same. At least they're supposed to. And uh, most of the time they really are, unless I'm in the middle of updating them, and then you you know you go there and you go, hey wait, well, what's this? Well, just wait, it'll change. The, they should be the same, and they are. And there's other addresses to get there, like ABRN one, the number one dot com, ABRNT dot TV is another one. You know, those are just pointers. They'll get to the website. Anyhow, everything you need to know about this network is on the website, including there's a chat room there. You can chat with the folks in there who got uh, both bands wrong. Okay. And, uh, boy, that was some good music during that break, i got to say. First one was Deep Purple. Second one was JoJo Gun. So we're back. We got Al from Colorado. Welcome back, Al. Yes, how about a little light news here? Fun and games times for the Kardashians. Oh, yay, they got robbed, or did they? Well, isn't this interesting? Because if uh, if uh, uh, her bodyguard better be looking for new work. <laughs> you think? Dumbbell. What, you know something, Frank? Unless. When, you, when you've got that kind of money and stuff, you don't flaunt. You don't tell the world what you got, Frank. Unless. She didn't really get robbed, unless this is an insurance scam. Hmm. It could be, yes. That's a possibility. Oh, somehow it didn't get on the uh, surveillance camera. I wonder why, Al. Oh, jeez whiz. Something's starting to smell a little rotten here in Denmark. Hey, and I'm not the only one saying that, uh, you know what? I'm not sure I believe this tramp. Well, she's a, she's an overpaid, uh, you know, pr- prostitute or prostitute, whatever you want to call her. Well, okay, let's be fair, Al, and not call her a prostitute right off the bat. Let's let's determine. Oh, okay, let's call her an expensive slut. What 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 is her skill set? Okay, none. She has no skill set. Being famous? Is she an actress? No. Okay, is she? Well, she's not a, a singer. A sports star? A singer? No, she's none of those. None okay, of the so above, what Frank. exactly is her talent? What is why exactly? Her talent is being famous for some stupid reason. Anybody can be famous, Frank. Oh, I remember. That's right. She released a sex tape oh, of herself. Yeah, that's her claim to fame. She released a sex tape. So actually, she's just a porn star. Okay, yeah, so that's a, all she is. Yeah, you're about fa- right. She's a famous porn star. Okay, that's what well, Kim then that, lo- that, that narrows it down to the, the nitty gritty there. So now we know what her skill set actually is. Yeah, well, is. we see what her skill set is. Oh, yeah she, uh, yeah, she had a perfume company and she had an app out there. Yeah, she did a couple of things. Yeah, yeah maybe. Got, and she's got the biggest butt ever known to man because, I mean, it's People got, don't know. like, I don't like women with fat rear ends. Maybe, uh, 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 well, that's okay, Al, see, because hers is fake. She can just get it removed. Oh, well, then she should get it removed because it looks ridiculous on her. Well, you know, hey, black, well, uh, black, hey, black guys like it, and that's all she cares well, about. Well, she's married to a black guy. Really? And her sister, too? And her other sister? No, well, the know, one sister on. got divorced from the basketball player. They're divorced. Yeah, but now she's dating another one. Oh, another basketball player. Yeah. Ah. 
You know what, Frank? That's not news. I hate to t- that's a distraction, Frank. The main the main event is let's get rid of Hitlery. That is the main event. Nothing else matters, Frank, but getting rid of Hitlery. That is the uh, that's the deal. Well, I I can't argue with that. <laughs> I mean, uh, now we've got the vice presidential garbage tonight. I'm not going to waste my time watching that. Well, you know the way I look at this election, Al, is like this. It's kind of like, okay, look, uh, man, my grass is getting long. I could really cut that. My house could use painted, and uh, you know, I could really. Rake oh, them. you might have to go to the pet store and find another studio cat too, Frank. Maybe. And Al, you know, the driveway could be raked too because it's looking a little bit. Oh, but wait, there's a big-ass hurricane on the way that's about to tear down the whole neighborhood. Gee, I wonder what I should focus on. Should I focus on actually battening down the hatches, or should I be out cutting my grass? See, a lot of problems in this country. we got a lot of problems, folks, and everybody knows that they, oh, we got too much abortion, we got too much taxes, we got too much free trade, we got too many illegals, we got too many refugees, we got too many Muslims. We got, we got all kinds of problems. The economy's crashing. We understand all this. But the bottom line is that's your grass needs cut compared to, listen, Hillary Clinton cannot become president. Absolutely. We've got to keep her out of there. I mean, and if she does become president, We're through. You, you need to revolt. You need to rebel. Absolutely. You need to say, okay, great. You know what? Fun and games is over. Hell no. I am not listening to her. Absolutely. Because if not, hey, get ready for slavery. I mean, oh, did you hear what slavery. she wants to do now? Remember Barry and his little army that he wanted? Well, she wants to do a Barry army now. A Barry she wants army. to have people doing quote national service now. The young people now from eighteen to thirty. I don't think it's going to go over too well with the millennials, is it, Frank? So basically she wants to institute the draft? Is that what you're telling me? No, no, no. If you remember, when Barry got in, he started something of a private army, or he didn't call it an army, he called it like No, what he said was he wanted to have a national service, uh, some sort of thing. Yeah, and that's what Hitlery wants. She wants national service that's going to be compulsory. She says it's voluntary, but it's going to be compulsory. Well, okay, then compulsory means you're getting drafted, Al. Yeah. Well, okay, yeah, that's going to go over real big. Yeah, I, I think the millennials are going to tell her where to, uh, how do we say, to place it. Hey, you know what? I could say, great, hey, do that. Wait, hey, you, you know you what, go, Frank, girl, they I haven't don't care. got enough manpower. We've talked about this a hundred times in AVR. If everybody stops filing tomorrow, the end of the Gestapo. Over, done with. No violence, no, no shots fired. Well... And if if Sammy gets nasty, then you've got your boomer, and you use A number two against Sammy, and that's what it's for. Well, and that is what it's for. That's right. You know, Not about hunting or trapping, skeet no. shooting, and all that other stuff. It's about getting rid of Sammy when Sammy Look, gets out of hand. The founding fathers did not make an amendment to the Constitution in order for you. And, you know, the ridiculous sports shooters and target shooters and duck hunters, and that just was never a consideration. But you know what else is not a, really a consideration on the national level? Is self-defense. The Founding Fathers recognized that, of course, everybody has the inherent right to be, you know, to defend themselves. Absolutely. We don't need it. Absolutely. I don't care what laws Barry passed. And you have the right to defend your home. And you, know, Absolutely. And you even have the right to defend other people that are being uh, attacked. 
But the thing is, Al, we don't need an amendment. They knew that. They, we don't need an amendment for that. That's why it specifically deals with the government. The Second Amendment is there, so the militia, the unorganized militia that are not part of the government, right, can kill the government if they get out of hand. That's it's about taking care of Sammy when Sammy gets out of hand. Period. And that is the Second Amendment. That's and, right. And you can disbelieve that all you'd like, but you're an idiot because you didn't read any history. Well, guess what? Hitlery thinks the Second Amendment is wrong. Hitlery, this is why you can't have Hitlery. Hitlery doesn't want you to protect yourself against anybody. Well, I can tell you this. I will not give up my guns while that I live. That makes two of us. You know, while, we need to take it out of their cold, dead hand. While I live, I will not give up my guns. You'll have to come and get them. That's right. And I'm not going to give them to you. You'll have I'm to take them. I'm not giving up anything, and I don't care what. If you make all the magazines over two, over two rounds illegal, I'll buy all the magazines I want. Well, I'm pretty, I'm pretty set that way. <laughs> I mean, well, what I'm saying no. is my magazines won't be limited to ten shots, Frank. Oh, mine either. Mine aren't. I, I mean, don't care know, I mean, if you put a two-bullet well, uh, two uh, limit on it. I don't care what limit you put on it. Well... Actually, uh, my forty-five has a ten a ten round mag. Well, my forty-five is seven or eight, I think, is what well, it my, is. Mine is ten. Uh, oh, you got a bigger clip, evidently. Yeah, my nine millimeter is fifteen. Oh, good for you. My AK is thirty. Oh, and by the way, Frank, <laughs> make sure your gun control that you can control it when you hit, and you hit what you got to aim at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's no, what I, your gun control is, Frank. Oh, I know, and I I I, I focus on that. <laughs> really, I'm. I'm quite a fan of gun control. Well, good for you, yeah, as long as you can control it and make sure you hit what you got and put them down the first time. I'm also in favor of gasoline control, too. Oh, you mean like Molotov cocktails? Oh, that, uh, flamethrowers. Do you know, Al, this is, a, this is something that people... Hey, Frank, if you had the money, would you go out and buy an M1 Abrams and stick it in your driveway? I would. Well, I, I no, I'd probably get something else because that thing... You know, it's a big fancy thing. Well, you got to have somebody to operate it too, though. If you got more than one person to operate it, Frank. Well, yeah, and I'm not really, I'm not thinking about taking on an armored tank division by myself, so I really don't need that. But now I would prefer to have like maybe a tow missile system or a dragon missile system or, or something, something like that. Some fun stuff, yeah. Something I could carry around with myself. That something could, that's portable enough for you. In that, other that actually kills Abrams yeah. tanks. Yeah, I, I could deal with that. <laughs> you know, yeah, I hear what you're saying. And plus, it's a big gas guzzler, man. Where oh, am yeah, I get the yeah, fuel yeah. you got to fill it up uh, constantly. Yeah, I don't want oh, that thing. Oh, by the way. But no, got... what I was going to say, Al, yeah. is a lot of people may not know this, uh, but flamethrowers are actually legal to, to have, to own, to possess. And, Until Barry makes them illegal, of course. And you can go online, and they have some very nice, modern, oh, lightweight, really? oh, yeah, uh, lightweight flamethrowers that are really, really cool. And you can go look at the, uh, you know, the old World War II. Oh, kind. yeah, and guess what, Frank? If you've got $200 and a lot of money, you can buy all the machine guns you want with those $200 stamp for your tax stamp. Well, yeah, and... Uh, you know, if you've got anything going on, any kind of mechanical skills or anything like that, you can look at the plans for these flamethrowers mm -hmm. and make one yourself if you got some piping and stuff. Hey, I mean, it's these not... new 3D printers are printing plastic guns that actually <laughs> fire. I heard that, and, but they're yeah. only single shot for but right now. But the thing now. is, you know, the thing is, it's it's not. Look, okay, here's the theory of a flamethrower. 
shoot gas on fire at somebody. Okay, yeah. how hard is that? No, it's very easy. Compressed, there's, no, there's no rocket science compressed there. Burn air, them up. Compressed air. You know, when I was a kid, I used to, I, I went through a little phase of about, I don't know, probably five, six months where I was just, just fascinated by fire. Really? Oh, yeah, I played with fire a lot. And, Jeez. you know, and I uh, had a couple of mishaps, but, uh, you know, pretty much I, I was, you know, kept it under control. And I made myself, as a child, a, uh, a flamethrower. Really? Uh-huh, yeah, you remember the, uh, okay, they still have them, and if you want one like this, it's going to cost you. But, uh, you know those uh, pump-up uh Pesticide sprayers. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. You know, you pump, you fill it up, and then you yeah, pump yeah, it up yeah. I know what you're talking you, about. Yeah, you, you pump it up. Well, yeah. got a canister, a, a cylinder on the bottom. Well, when I was a kid, they were all made out of metal. Yeah. And uh, well, I put gas in one. And I, <laughs> <laughs> I pumped it up and uh, lit the end, and sure enough, man, uh, that thing will shoot a big bad flame. Lucky it didn't turn yourself into Kentucky Fried Frank. Well, I'll tell you what uh, almost really did turn me into that was. Uh, uh, I'll tell you something about, see, my first idea was a, a, a water pistol, right? Yeah. Which worked great until the gas started eating away the plastic of the water pistol started, like, melting. Disintegrating the pistol. Well, melting in my hand. That's uh -huh. a bad thing when it's on fire. No kidding, Sherlock. You know, so I had to drop that and go, okay, I need a new plan. This, 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 there's a flaw in this yeah. plan. Hey, you had to rethink your position is what you're telling hey, me. Hey, as a kid, hey, who knew gasoline eats plastic? That's something I didn't know. Well, hey, I know. <laughs> you well, you know, found I, out the hard way, though, I, didn't you? Well, it wasn't that hard, but it was a, a, a scary moment there because yeah. I thought, oh, what am I going to do? <laughs> you know, I'm, this thing is melting. It's on fire. And, uh, oh, I know, drop it. Yeah, there you go. So I dealt with it, you know, on the ground much easier. But yeah. then I upgraded to the metal canister, and that worked great. Uh-huh. That worked really good. Because Frank's Flamethrower Company. Hey. I'm telling you, man, it's simple. And, uh, you know, think big. Okay? Think big, yeah. man. Because I was just playing around, okay? But you want to – yeah, I'm serious, folks. you got to think – to defend yourself at all costs. Hey, I don't care if he's wearing a policeman's outfit or he's a crook or whatever. He breaks in my door. He goes out in a bag. End of story. Period. Well, and, uh, people got to, you've got to get real about, look, I will defend my family and my house and my place by any means necessary. Every state needs to follow Indiana because Indiana, to my knowledge, is the first state that said if a cop breaks into your house, you got the right to kill him and they cannot prosecute you. You know, I read that story, and, and that's a good law, but, you know, Indiana, you, you look at something like that and you go, wow, okay, cool for Indiana, right? But then you start looking at Indiana's other laws about guns, and you start going, well, wait a minute, that's not so cool. Right, what's their other laws about guns that's not cool? Well, like uh, uh, discharging a uh, a weapon for any reason is a felony. Well, then, then we've got a conflict of interest you because can't, you, you can't, you've got well, the right except, to protect yourself. Except on your own property. If you're on the road or anywhere else, it's a felony just for discharging. You don't even have to shoot it at anybody. What if you're out in the middle of nowhere and there's nobody around for 30 miles and you're still going to get in trouble, right? You're allowed, you're allowed to walk around with a long gun strapped to your back, but you're not allowed to walk around with a handgun. Now, that you... makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? <laughs> unless you get a permit. Oh, you want to hear a real good one? 
You can have your gun locked in your trunk in your car in Illinois, unloaded. But uh, if it's un- if it's loaded and uh, uh, in your trunk, uh, you're going to get in trouble. Really? Even That's right. If- so meanwhile, while you're getting shot, and by the time you get out of your car, unlock your trunk, open up your trunk, unlock your uh, unlock your pistol, and load your pistol. I think you're dead. This is in the state of Illinois now. So. You cannot have, you cannot carry concealed, I do not believe, in Illinois. If I'm wrong, hey, wait a minute. That's not concealed, having it in your car. Oh, yes, it is. According to Illinois, it is. It's concealed. Oh, really? Oh, yes. If you have it in your glove box, in your center console, and nobody can see it, that's considered a concealed weapon in the state of Illinois. Wow. That's why I don't live there anymore. What if it's not loaded? Doesn't matter. Oh, it does. see it. Well, no, it can. If it's unloaded, it's okay. So I can have an unloaded pistol in my glove box. You can box. lock your. You can lock your pistol in your trunk, unloaded. Meanwhile, you've been shot forty times. Wait a minute. Never... Why my trunk? What about my glove box? Because it you know, has to be in your trunk according to the laws of Illinois. If I have my glove box locked, if your glove box is locked and you have a loaded pistol in there, you still have a concealed weapon according to the state of Illinois. Okay, uh, uh, loaded. All right, I get it. Loaded, loaded, loaded. Okay, so it needs to be locked away. It needs to be locked away. And not loaded. You can't get to it. You have to unlock your glove box, and then you have to load it. And I have to, I I, I presume. And by that time, you've been filled with 40 or 50. I, I presume I'm not allowed to keep the ammo in the glove box with the gun. Uh, I think you may be right, too. The ammo has to be kept separate, too. Because that could be, like, almost loaded. Yeah, almost loaded. Yeah, yeah it's almost yeah. loaded, which is a concealed, almost loaded gun. Yeah, well, uh, let's put okay. it this way. Uh, the city of Chicago now is the nation's number one murder capital, outstripping Washington, D.C., and New York, and uh, Detroit. Woohoo! We are number one. Cheer it up, boys. Toilet Town is number one in murders now. All right. It's, hey, it's important to be number one at something. Yeah, well, Al, we're out of time. We call, are we out of time, we Frank? We are way out of time. Woo! We'll see you next week then, Frank. All right, Al. Thanks for being on, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. All right, that's Al from Colorado. We'll have him back on every Tuesday that he can make it. And, uh, hey, stay where you're at. we got good stuff coming up, and as always, thanks for listening. Political, religious, and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement. 
people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Welcome to America Betrayed. You're listening to AVR, American Voice Radio Network, uh, www.theamericanvoice.com. Tune in where you always hear the truth, not only on my show, but all the shows that you listen to on this uh, network. Uh, unlike the, the general media uh, out there uh, directed by corporations, 
you you're going to hear the real deal here. Uh, that's why I came back doing the show after being off for a number of years with the illness. I came back because there's just so much information going out and our country's sinking faster every every day. Uh, if you want to call in to the show uh, later tonight, uh, toll-free number is 800-932-1980. Again, 800-932-1980. Uh, also go to uh, www.nationalwritersyndicate if you like to see uh, the preview of each show each week. Again, nationalwritersyndicate.com. Uh, uh, a number of my articles are also there. Uh, that I've written over the years, uh, pertaining to my years working in Congress and and then as an investigative reporter. Uh, it's um, also we're being simulcast live on YouTube at uh, AVRN Live. Uh, make sure you go to uh, either one. And uh, tonight uh, we're going to be uh, uh, talking about a couple of more assassinations that I know about. Um, I just started the show uh, up again about five weeks ago. We started with uh, the assassination of um, uh, Jimmy Hoffa, uh, which I uh, explained uh, what the deal was. Uh, it was John Zarello who uh, shot Jimmy Hoffa, and he was buried on a pig farm, ground up on a pig farm in northern Michigan. Uh, and then we uh, talked about Sonny Bono. Uh, Sonny Bono, who was a congressman at the time, I worked with him in Congress, and he was assassinated because he was going to blow the whistle on a lot of this Bush crime, Clinton, Bush Clinton crime families, uh, uh, but their drug uh, uh, deals and everything else. I mean, they, they, these are really insidious people. Uh, then we got into um, uh, D.B. Cooper, whose real name was Walter Pika. Uh, then we got into my cousin Marilyn Monroe, uh, who was uh, the order was given by Joe Kennedy to have her killed because she was going to expose John Kennedy. Uh, Robert Kennedy. Tonight, on the second half of the show, we're going to be talking about JFK Jr. and also Martin Luther King, why they were assassinated. Everybody keeps believing all the nonsense the government keeps putting out about uh, all these assassinations. And then uh, next week, uh, we're going to be talking to a, a gentleman that I've had on the show before who took a trip to Iran as a presidential candidate to get the real truth lowdown in, in Iran. He's going to be on the show should be uh, very interesting. And then uh, either the, that week or the week after, uh, we'll be getting into the, uh, the real deal about the JFK, Robert Kennedy assassination. Uh, recently, though, this um, uh, slime ball, well, I, I, guess, I guess I shouldn't call her a slime ball, but a lot of people do. Uh, Hillary, uh, looks like she has a new girlfriend, uh, Miss Piggy Porn, uh, Alicia Machado, who's from Venezuela. Uh, she's coming out uh, uh, trying to smear um, Donald Trump for calling her Miss Piggy. Well, Miss Piggy porn is a uh, piggy porn, uh, and, uh, you know, that's exactly what she is. Uh, my wife knew about her living in Venezuela. She is a real low life, a real low life, uh, really bad. But Hillary's using her to try to smear uh, Donald. That's all that she can come up with. And uh, I just hope that uh, Trump is uh, legit. I really do hope that he is legit, uh, because if he isn't, uh, I mean, right now, uh, if he isn't, uh, we're, we're toast. And if Hillary gets in, we are burnt toast. Uh, we're, we're really in a uh, dire situation, not only uh, with the, the politics, but also the uh, 
the environmental uh, things that we're facing with uh, the water droughts out in California and uh, other places. And uh, if you, again, if you'd like to call in tonight, uh, uh, oh, by the way, Rattlesnake Ray will be uh, rejoining me tonight, the second half hour, Rattlesnake Ray, if you uh, just joining us for the first time as a rancher uh, in uh, Arizona, and he always gives us an update on what's going on down at the border. He has a ranch about a mile from the border. Uh, also, check out my books, uh, Dead Angel and Posan. Dead Angel is about growing up with Jerry Garcia from Grateful Dead uh, from early childhood, from five to six years old. Uh, Posan is a supernatural uh, book. I think you might like it. If you like scary stuff, uh, check that out. They're both at Amazon.com. Um, a number of years ago, I uh, was working with a, a good friend of mine, Mark Sturdivant, who was the chairman for Ross Burroughs United We Stand. And uh, we both talked uh, a gentleman into running for president on, on, on the United We Stand ticket. Uh, his name was Dick Lamb. Uh, Dick Lamb was uh, three-time governor of, uh, of uh, Colorado. Uh, I re- first I was a little reluctant because I found out he was a liberal, but then when I uh, talked to him, I found out he was really uh, you know uh, gung ho on uh, about illegal immigration, which was my main focus was illegal immigration. I saw what was coming down the light. I didn't see it coming as fast and as bad as it is the way it is now, but I realized at one point that if it continued. Uh, California would no longer uh, be part of the United States. They'd vote to uh, succeed from the Union. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, Bobby, who gave me this uh, information uh, about Dick Lamb giving a speech in uh, uh, just fairly recently in Washington, D.C. And I, I want to uh, really uh, take time out to uh, tell this because I think it's really sobering uh, what he said. It's exactly what uh, what he uh, uh, what he said is exactly what's happening in this country. A lot of people don't realize it because it's the boiling frog syndrome. Expects the heat has been turned up a lot faster than I thought it would be. If you're not familiar with the boiling frog syndrome, if if you take a frog and uh, put him in a pot of boiling water, he'll jump out. Uh, but if you put a frog in a pot of water and then gradually turn up the heat before he knows that he's done for, that's exactly what's happening in our country. Uh, the people that are running this uh, country are, are just uh, absolute uh, uh, monsters, monsters. So when I saw the autopsy report of Sonny Bono's and how they beat him up, knocked his teeth out and everything, I said, whoa, these people are, are really bad. Uh, uh, Hillary does have a uh, double, by the way. Uh, her name is Teresa Barnwell. She may have other doubles, but I know for a fact that Teresa Barnwell is one of them. And I know that she also has Parkinson's. Uh, and from a doctor that has watched her symptoms, says she's had to have it at least 10 years from the symptoms that she has, uh, she would have to have been taking that medic- that type of medication for at least 10 years. They're trying to cover it up. They're going to use every trick in the book. Uh, these are people that have no rules. They would like to get us to the point like Venezuela is, where people, kids are starving. Uh, they have to take their own bandages and gauze to the hospitals if they get sick. Uh, and they want to do the same thing here. They want to have total control. And these liberals... I've known a few of them. I tried to maintain a relationship with them, but I think that there's just something really uh, mentally defective about them. They, they think they're uh, doing God's work, and, but I don't think it's the right God uh, because they're really, really out of whack. 
I try to, uh, I'm not a Democrat, I'm not a Republican. I worked with the Republicans uh, while I was working in Congress uh, because they were the only ones that seemed like they were doing anything on illegal immigration. Uh, but then uh, when George Bush came on the scene, uh, that was the end of that. Now, I didn't realize how bad the Bushes were until I really start looking at it. And the other thing that Trump did, uh, the really good thing is it's exposed uh, the Bushes. And the others know the Bushes are going to be voting for Clintons. Of course they are, because uh, they had their criminal enterprise. That's all Congress is now is a criminal enterprise. But I just want to read you this uh, uh, a speech that uh, uh, Dick Lamb gave in Washington, D.C. Uh, before he spoke, a, a brilliant college professor by the name of Victor uh, Davis talked about his latest book, Mexifornia, explaining how immigration, both legal and illegal, was destroying the entire state of California. He said it would march across the country until it destroyed all vestiges of the American dream. And then moments later, uh, Colorado Governor Dick Lamb stood up and gave a stunning speech on how to destroy America. The audience sat spellbound as he described eight methods for the destruction of the United States. If you believe that America is too smug, too self-satisfied, too rich, then let's destroy America. It's not that hard to do. No nation in history has survived the ravages of time. Arnold Toynbee observed that all great civilizations rise and fall and that an autopsy of history would show that all great nations commit suicide. First, destroy America, turn America into a bilingual or multilingual or bicultural country. History shows that no nation can survive the tension, conflict, and antagonism of two or more competing languages and cultures. It is a blessing for an individual to be bilingual. However, it is a curse for a society to be bilingual. The historical scholar Seymour Lipset put it this way, the history of bilingual and bicultural societies that do not assimilate are histories of turmoil, tension, and tragedy. Canada, Belgium, Malaysia, and Lebanon all face crises of national existence in which minorities press for autonomy. It is not independence. If not independence, Pakistan and Cyprus have divided. Nigeria has suppressed an ethnic rebellion. France faces difficulties with Basque, Britons, Corsicans, and Muslims. Second, to destroy America, invent multiculturalism, and encourage immigrants to maintain their culture, making an article belief that all cultures are equal, that there are no cultural differences, making an article of faith that the black and Hispanic dropout rates are due to, solely to prejudice and discrimination by the majority. Every other explanation is out of bounds. Third, we can make the United States and a Hispanic Quebec without much effort. The key is to celebrate diversity rather than unity. As Benjamin Schwartz said in Atlantic Monthly recently, the apparent success of our own multi-ethnic and multicultural experiment might have been achieved not by tolerance, but by hegemony, without the dominance that once dictated ethnicity. And when it meant to be an American, we are in, left with only tolerance and pluralism to hold us together. I would encourage all immigrants to keep their own language and culture. I would replace the melting pot metaphor with the salad bowl metaphor. It is important to ensure that we have various cultural subgroups living in America, enforcing their differences rather than, as Americans, emphasizing their similarities. 
Fourth, I would make our fastest growing demographic group the least educated. I would add a second underclass, unassimilated, undereducated, and antagonistic to our population. I would have the second underclass have a 50% dropout rate from high school. My fifth point for destroying America would be to get the big foundations and businesses to give these efforts lots of money. I would invest in ethnic identity, and I would establish the cult of victimology. I would get all minorities to think that their lack of success was fault of the majority. I would start a grievance industry blaming all minority failure on the majority. My sixth plan for America's downfall would include dual citizenship and promote divided loyalties. Next to last, I would place all subjects off limits, make it taboo to talk about anything against the cult of diversity. I would find a word similar to heretic in the 16th century that stopped discussion and paralyzed thinking. Words like racist, by the, word, by the way, the word racist was coined by a communist Trotsky, and it's been very useful for them. And xenophobe, halt discussion and debate. Having made America a bilingual, bicultural country, having established, established multicultural, having the large foundations fund the doctrine of victimology, have would next make it impossible to enforce our immigration laws. I would develop, develop, develop a mantra that because immigration has been good for America, it must be always be good. I would make every individual immigrant symmetric and ignore the cumulative impact of millions of them. Lastly, I would censor Victor Manson Davis' book, Mexifornia. His book is dangerous. It was, exposes the plan to destroy America. If you feel America deserves to be destroyed, then don't read that book. That was uh, Dick Lamb. Like I said, uh, he is a liberal, but uh, he's right on the money with everything that's happening. I got involved with illegal immigration over 20 years ago, uh, 25 years ago, 90, 93 to be exact. And uh, at first it was, uh, I thought it was the poor little migrants coming across the border uh, seeking work to feed their families and so on. And But then I went down to the border, I started doing documentary films, and I saw them wearing uh, $200 pair of uh, uh, tennis shoes. Uh, and then they're paying uh, coyotes $10,000 to uh, uh, come into the United States. Then I realized that these people were being used. They were the new slaves. And uh, they were forcing blacks out of jobs. Uh, but yet the blacks kept uh, supporting the Democratic Party. Uh, they don't realize the Democratic Party enslaved them uh, long ago by uh, uh, Lyndon Johnson giving them free money, which is called welfare. And uh, now they're uh, slaves again. I, I'm going to uh, bring in uh, uh, my co-host, uh, Frank, uh, and see if you got anything to say on just this recent uh, thing I've been talking about, about the destruction of this country. Frank, are you there? Yeah, maybe he's not there yet. Okay. That's all right. Well, we'll go on. Uh, I just uh, want to uh, go on and tell you this um the captain on the loudspeaker shouts, Ahoy, small craft, where are you headed? Heading to the USA. Uh, ain't this the truth? One of the Mexicans puts down his oar, stands up and shouts, We are invading the United States of America to reclaim the territory taken by the U.S. during the 1800s. The entire crew on the destroyer doubles over in laughter. 
when the captain finally catches his breath, he gets back on the loudspeaker and asks, just the four of you? The same Mexican stands up and shouts, no, we're the last four. The other 26 million are already there. Nobody on the destroyer left. Now, this thing with uh, uh, Hillary, I mean, uh, we knew that she was a lesbian. When I worked in Washington, D.C., we knew about that years ago. And it's probably not too far out now, this piggy porn, uh, this low life uh, trying to smear uh, Trump. Uh, I'm a little concerned about Trump not uh, calling uh, uh, Hillary on the cart, cart but uh, a number of times, especially when uh, uh, she talked bad about the pl- uh, police. He didn't do that. I just hope that uh, uh, he's not going to be that way uh, from now on. Also, um, a large uh, jet plane crashed on a farm in the middle of uh, rural South Carolina. Panic-stricken, the local sheriff mobilized and descended on the farm in force. By the time they got there, the aircraft was totally destroyed with only a burned hull. Stuff smoldering in a tree line that bordered the farm. The sheriff and his men entered the smoking mess, but they could find no remains of anyone. They spotted the farmer not too far away as if nothing had happened. They hurried over to the man's tractor. Hank, the sheriff yelled, panting out of breath, did you see this terrible accident happen? Yep, sure did. The farmer mumbled and unconcerned, cutting off the tractor's engine. Do you realize that is Air Force One, the airplane of the President of the United States? Yep. Were there any survivors? Nope. They all killed straight out. Farmer answered, I done buried them all myself. Took me most of the morning. President Obama is dead, the sheriff asked. Well, the farmer grumbled, restarting his tractor. He kept saying he wasn't, but you know how that son of a bitch lies. I have a job. I work. They pay me. I pay my taxes, and the government distributes my taxes as it sees fit. In order to get that paycheck, in my case, I'm required to pass a random urine test. No problem. What I do have a problem with is this distribution of taxes to people who don't have to pass a urine test. So here's my question. Shouldn't one have to pass a urine test to get a welfare check? Because I have to pass one to earn them. Please understand, I have no problem with helping people get back on their feet. I do, on the other hand, have a problem with helping someone sitting on their butt doing drugs while I work. Can you imagine how much money each state would save if people had to pass the urine test to get a public assistance check? I guess we could call the program Urine or You're Out. There's just so many things that they're doing to destroy this country. I hope we don't wind up like uh, uh, what's happened in my wife's country, Venezuela. Uh, Like I said, kids are starving down there. They go to classrooms. They faint because they have no food. Uh, They have to take all their uh, uh, supplies to the hospitals. And here's a couple other things. Uh, Only in America could politicians talk about the greed of the rich at a $35,000 per plate Obama campaign fundraising event. Only in America could people claim that the government still discriminates against black Americans when they have a black president, a black attorney general, and roughly 20% of the federal workforce is black, while only 14% of the population is black. 40% of all federal entitlements goes to black Americans, three times the rate they go to whites, five times the rate they go to Hispanics. Only in America could they have the two most responsible for our tax code, Timothy Geither, head of the Treasury Department, and Charles Rango, who once ran the Ways and Means Committee, both turn out to be tax cheats or in favor of higher taxes. Only America can they have terrorists kill people in the name of Allah and have the media primarily react by fretting that Muslims might be harmed by the backlash. 
Only in America would they make people who want to legally become American citizens wait for years in their home countries and pay tens of thousands of dollars for the privilege while they discuss letting anyone who sneaks in the country illegally just magically become American citizens. Right now we're coming up on break, and I I want to dedicate this show uh, to Dave Somerville. Dave Somerville is a past uh, co-host of my show. He was the lead singer of the Diamonds, and we're going to be playing one of his uh, top songs from 1957. And I hope you enjoy it. Many, uh, many calendar pages have fluttered to the ground since hearts and cigarettes were worn on sleeves and little darling burst from transistor radios. 19, 1957, February 3, was the most important day or evening in the Diamonds' career because we recorded a song that became, much to our surprise, the fifth biggest recording of the 50s, the first hit on 45, you remember with the big holes in the middle? First rock and roll record with a Latin beat and the biggest rock and roll record in the history of the industry that only got to number two because of that dang Elvis. We are delighted this evening to have in our presence the man who wrote the song, who used to be the lead singer of the Gladiolas, Maurice Williams. Where are you, sir? Are you back there? Yes, indeed. Would you please join us? Play piano.
shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. where your next meal will come from if the power is out for an extended period of time, I'd like to suggest Numana Foods, a family-owned business with a passion for food quality and taste, as well as long-term storage reliability. Numana.com. Check them out for your family's health and security. Food so good tasting and good for you, it can be eaten every day. Standard buckets are GMO-free, contain no aspartame, high fructose corn syrup, autolyzed yeast extract, chemical preserved or soy. You can be confident your Numana meals will be there for you and your family when you need them during an emergency. Numana.com, a nutritionally healthy way to prepare for any disaster. That's Numana.com. N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com.
Welcome back to America We Trade. Uh, this is John Clark, uh, your host. And uh, if you'd like to call in and uh, place your opinion on anything that's been uh, divulged on this uh, show in the last uh, four or five weeks, if you're just joining us tonight, call in. The toll-free number is 800-932-1980. You're listening to us on uh, AVR, American Voice Radio, www.theamericanvoice.com. Also, if you want to see a preview of the uh, show uh, before, uh, go to www.nationalwritersyndicate. Uh, there are also articles on there that I've written over the years on various subjects, especially 911, uh, the so called uh, plane hitting the, the, the Pentagon, which I was near, uh, took pictures. A plane did not hit the building. We will be getting into that uh, at a later date. Um, again, toll free number 800 932 1980. Uh, tonight, we also talked about the new uh, girlfriend of uh, Hillary's, uh, Miss Piggy Porn, Alicia Mercado. She doesn't like it. She knows the number to call on 800-932-1980. Uh, also, we'll be joined uh, uh, by my uh, co-host of many years, a uh, good friend of mine, uh, first met back in uh, 2000 uh, down in Arizona when I started filming uh, the invasion of our country by illegal aliens and, and the drug cartels. Um, we're also going to be talking about the assassination of uh, John F. Kennedy Jr. and also uh, Martin Luther King, uh, why they were killed. But let's go down to uh, the Arizona border, uh, see what's happening with uh, Rattlesnake Ray. Hey, Ray, that stuff still going on down there? Hey, John, it just sounds like a Friday or Saturday night. I'll tell you what. There's a, you can go down a couple little uh, towns along the border and some not-so-little towns along the border and uh, sit on this side. You can hear the gunfire going on over in Mexico. Live at an well, automatic weapons fire, too. Well, there's been a lot of uh, gunfire, especially with you and your brother, when you were fired upon by Mexican military many years ago. That's uh, true. That was pretty scary, uh in fact, we put it. I put it in one of my films. Uh, uh, that was uh, border out of control. It's really amazing that uh, all of this stuff happened. When I first went down to your area, uh, Tombstone, and that area, and I remember interviewing people, and they said, "Why is our government allowing this? You know, they've just come across the border, rape and kill people, cut their cattle, cut uh, chunks of meat out of their uh, live cattle, uh, just lay them there to rot, stealing their water." And uh, nobody does anything. And, and I know they said that the uh, drug cartels controlled um, uh, the fence, the border, at night. Uh, the Border Patrol wouldn't even go near there. Uh, I, I, I like you, you live about a mile from the border. I, uh, how, how do you put up with it, Ray? How do you, how do you live with it? Well, 
well, you know, the one thing, John, is uh, I've always said whether I live uh, one mile from the Mexican border or 1,000 miles away from the Mexican border, I'm still an American, and I'll be damned if I'll let a bunch of criminals from another country run me off from my country. That would be the, the worst thing to do would be myself and anybody else down here would give up and uh, they would leave. But uh, tell you what, John, you become very vigilant. You do have to keep your eye open for every little thing. And when you're, hey, you live around the area long enough, you get a, a certain feel for things. And it, it, it just keeps you aware of that. And also, being heavily armed at all times does gives you a certain uh, <laughs> sense of, well, you ought to bring it, bring it on. We'll, we'll just, we'll see what goes from there. And they've tried it a few times. They tried to bring it on and uh, didn't work out well for uh, some of those border bandits at, at one time. But uh, right now, believe it or not, it's uh, relatively slowed down a little bit as far as Mexico goes. But we're getting the Guatemalans and the Hondurans that are coming up here sneaking up from uh, through Mexico to get here. And uh, that's probably even a sadder case than the Mexicans that have snuck in this country, John, because when the Border Patrol catches them in the very few that they do catch, percentage is very low. They think maybe it's 30, 35, 40 percent possibly. The Border Patrol does uh, turn bring back or deport at a certain time. When Obama says it's okay to deport them. They do uh, put them back into Mexico, and now the Mexicans don't want them either. So these Guatemalans, Hondurans, El Salvadorans, and uh, different people like that from different countries are actually being treated very badly in Mexico by Mexicans who don't want them there. So it's they're really going through a, a worse time if you're not from Mexico and you get caught in Mexico and you're not from there, you wish that you stayed in your own country because those Mexicans do not give them benefits, the welfare, free rides, free meals, uh, you know, money and, uh, and free education, medication, housing, whatever that we give uh, the illegals that come to this country. Ray, uh, you, 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 Ray, you said uh, that you really need uh, guns to protect yourself. Now, what happens if uh, this slimeball Hillary uh, gets elected and is in there and takes the guns away? What are you going to do then? I don't think she's ever going to do it, John. If she, get, if she gets elected, it, it will be, it will actually be our second civil war. Uh, I can't speak for uh, a lot of people throughout the Northeast. The Northeast of the country gets a very bad rap, but I do know. A lot of people from uh, that have moved here to Arizona from uh, you know New York State, Upper New York State, Massachusetts, Vermont, and whatnot are that are very, very pro-American, patriotic people, and uh, they're kind of victims. The same they're the same victims as the the Brits are, where you've got the good patriotic British would like to keep their weapons, their firearms to protect themselves. And, and they can't because you've got left-wing, liberal, you know, limp-wristed, sleazy, commie little SOBs that are, are in the government that want to see everybody become a serf. So uh, I think that she would cause a, a second uh, civil war or a good revolution, John, because uh, even the police department, and, and people hate police all over the country, it seems, but I'll tell you what, I have the utmost respect for 
the sheriff's department and the police department here in Arizona, these guys are really out with, with their sign. That their emblem is to, to protect and serve, and these guys will help you instead of harassing you. Um, and plus, here in Cochise County, we know a lot of Cochise County sheriff's deputies that these guys are 100% pro-American. They're pro National Rifle Association, they're pro-Second Amendment, and they're, uh, they're backed a lot of them by the Oath Keepers. So I, I think the Hilda Beast would, would find out that she really opened up a, a, a very, very bad, bad uh, can of worms. I mean, it, would be, it wouldn't be very good. Ray, what about the, the rancher that was assassinated uh, and the Oath Keepers and everybody just ran away? You would think that uh, if something like that would happen, uh, you know, they, they ran. And uh, you've, well, had they, a few bad, you've had a few bad apples down there, especially over in, uh, you know, the town. Uh, uh, in, oh, uh, yeah, 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 Douglas, Arizona. Douglas, Arizona, right. you, can't, you can't really consider that part of the United States. That's northern Sonora, really. Um, Co- the, cocaine Bahrain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> That's kind of a bad joke throughout Arizona. That's probably uh, what law enforcement, majority of law enforcement knows, is they say without a doubt the most corrupt place in Arizona. And there's a lot of say that it's the most corrupt town on the border in the entire United States that runs, you know, lengthwise with the border, even more than uh, Juarez or El Paso or Tijuana or, or so, I guess, on. Per capita, there's nothing that's re- very redeeming about that. It was that really little... a joke. It was really a joke. Uh, the mayor was called Cocaine Bahrain. And oh, he, yeah. Previously, he was an FBI special agent uh, prior to becoming mayor. Uh, he was educated in, uh, I think, uh, Colombia and also Mexico. Uh, it was really a joke. I mean, I've been down there a number of times. Been down there, and uh, uh, it, the whole family ran the town. Well, if you remember, John, uh, he also was the advisor to Janet Napolitano when she was in the, was the Clinton administration. If you can imagine having a a corrupt cocaine kingpin uh, who is an advisor to the the head of the Department of Homeland Security, right, Janet Napolitano. So right, exactly. <laughs> what about your sheriff? Didn't you have a problem with your sheriff? I know when uh, you and your brother were fired upon, they, they tried to make you look like the bad guys. Wasn't that your sheriff's department? Uh, no, it wasn't as much the sheriff's department. It was, it was the Border Patrol. The uh, sheriff's department pretty much goes on. It was the uh, the higher-ups. It's not the agents that are out in the field. Don't get me wrong. These agents that are out in the field are incredibly dedicated Man, and they do a really good job, and they'll do a job out there that the average person would not want to do. I mean, I've seen these guys walk out into the dead of night by themselves, but one uh, one of them by himself, and he may be walking into armed drug mules, human smugglers. The human smugglers are as bad now. They're all very heavily armed, but uh, now it was more the upper administration in the Border Patrol itself that really gave us a hard time. Of course, you've got law enforcement agencies that all have to work with each other, all have to scratch each other's back a little bit here and there, you know. So, uh, they, yeah, they, they tend to give us a little bit of hard time on it, but I, I think they were just doing it to uh, 
save face, but it's a uh, right. it, it, it's just a it's just a smaller form of corruption as the the, the government, the administration, right up onto the the president and his puppeteers who handle him, George Soros and in the Council on Foreign Relations and every in the Bushes and and every other globalist that wants to, to step on the, the backs of the, the small working man who makes the the country run and pays the taxes or has taxes extorted from them. So, Ray, uh, Ray, who in Arizona keeps voting for Flake and McCain? I'd like to know that. That's a good question. We'd like to know that also. Uh, there, there's nobody you can talk to votes for. They're, they're despised. They, they're two of the most despicable, despised human beings that you can imagine. Uh, we just don't know. I think what it is is he's got his, McCain especially, has his big contributors, and they're a bunch of fat cats that sit around Phoenix and Scottsdale in their multi-million dollar homes and and uh, vote him in. And then there's people who just, I don't think they have a clue as to what's going on, John. And if you look at the, our, our uh, presidential election right now, there's a certain percentage of people who are undecided. I mean, where have you been if you're undecided? What, what are you, some idiot, you caveman that's living in a hole somewhere? Or are you just so wishy-washy that you can't make a decision as to who you'd like to vote for for president of the United States? I mean, whether it be no. the Hilda Beast or Trump, you, 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 it's, it's just undecided. They just vote. I think the day they walk in to pull the lever, that, that's who they, it's a choice, toss up who they vote for. Well, when Trump says that it's all rigged, he's absolutely right. Uh, I don't know if you remember, Ray, but uh, I went up to do an investigation uh, uh, back in, uh, I think it was year 2000 or 2001, up in uh, Nebraska on uh, on uh, Senator Hagel. Uh, I found out that when he ran, when he ran for uh, uh, Senate, uh, he was an unknown running against Ben Nelson, who was the incumbent, and uh, he won by 80%. So I did a little checking, and the reason why I went up there is uh, uh, he was threatened to f- get Doris Meisner fired, who was the head of uh, immigration uh, at that time, because she was uh, going around to the packing plants checking Social Security numbers. She came up with about 3,000 that didn't match up. Uh, he threatened to get her fired. Uh, here's a Republican senator, and I thought, that, you know, the Republicans were on our side at one time. Uh, I found out, you know, the, the Bush crime family and others controlled it. Uh, but... Uh, I found out he was on the board of directors of Diebold. Uh, Diebold makes the voting machines. Uh, just a few years ago, uh, Obama appoints him as Secretary of Defense. Here he is re- appointing a Republican Secretary of Defense. Well, why do you think that is? Uh, it was Diebold that counted the votes for Obama in uh, this last election. That was his reward. So uh, they've got all the bases covered. And uh, the only way to uh, really take this country back uh, is for people to rise up and, and take it back physically, because uh, I don't see them giving up, because they have no rules, none at all. They have that old saying, by any means necessary. And if Trump tries to play by the rules, they're going to destroy him, too. Uh, and when I well, say by the rules, I don't mean, you know, breaking the law and stuff like that, but there's certain rules, uh, uh, decorum that people follow. They don't, they don't have any of that. Well, that, that's one of the things with them, John. I think the uh, the saying, you know, follow the money. I think when you follow the money, that's where you, you find all the, the corruption. And uh, when, we, when you talk about who would be, who would vote for Flake 
or McCain that are supposed to be Republicans. They're, they're not at all. But uh, this, it possibly could be the people who are clueless. And I have to admit myself, John, uh, I, I, if I, I vote Republican, but it's, it's to me, voting Republican is like being in a small town at night that only has two very, very poor little greasy diners. And it's 1130 at night. It's a toss up. Which one, you know, would you rather have diarrhea in this one or would you rather just be vomiting from that one? That's the type of choice that they give us. But uh, it wasn't long ago that I couldn't imagine that there was politicians in this country who who had nothing but the best interest out for this country. And I met you, in the, and I actually thought that maybe you were a little off the wall in some of the things you were saying. And then the more that you look into it, you can't watch the Alphabet Dinosaur News, but the more that you look into it, I found out that uh, it is it is just the lesser of the two evils. I don't believe there's a, a single one of them that is in any type of elevated position of power that can be trusted. And I actually did find out that uh, there are people that are running this country that have the best interests, their best interests are what's at stake, what they're concerned with. They're not concerned about you or I or the working man for it. Not in the least bit. It's the, how much they can line their pockets, how much power they can uh, accrue. And, I mean, look at the Hildebeest right now. The, the woman I was waiting for the other night on the uh, Vegas had odds on her, two to one, that she was going to go belly up on stage. Somebody must have lost a lot of money or made money on, on that. But how much more power can this greedy, evil, vile woman want? She's got to be the most disingenuous, phony, vile, disgusting. If she calls uh, you know people deplorables, she's a, she's despicable, a despicable, vile human being. Why didn't she just try to enjoy her family, her grandkids? kids, her, her children, and go on a vacation with Slick Willie somewhere and then just try to leave the American people alone. I, I mean, I, I think it's her agenda, along with Obama's, to try to destroy this, this nation. How much, yeah, well, how much more greedy can you be? Well, they, they, you're right. Now, like I've said in the past, the Clinton-Bush crime families have controlled the White House for 40 years plus. Now, they put Obama in office uh, back in 2008 because they wanted a black man. Be, if you attack him, you're a racist. That's what they wanted. They shoved Hillary aside. She was a little upset from what I heard from my sources that they threatened to kill Chelsea if she didn't step aside. So that's why she, yeah, she's pushing so hard here. It's the Clinton-Bush crime family. They, they vacation together. I mean, they're all uh, in bed together. There is no choice at all. I mean, for anybody to even get close to running, you've got to have millions and millions of dollars uh, play the game. Uh, you know, like uh, I've said before, uh, all Obama is is, is the house nigger. If he steps out of line and, and, you know, people say, oh, you can't say nigger. Well, first off, niggers come in every color, number one. Not all blacks are niggers. So why should we be excluded from saying the word nigger when they call themselves niggers? And uh, not all blacks are niggers. It's that simple. I well, know plenty it, of white white niggers. That you probably know a few white white niggers yourself down there. 
Oh, yeah. Well, you know what, John, as people say, if you're a racist, whatever, I always say I'm an equal opportunity racist. I'll take <laughs> the living hell out of anybody. I don't care if you're white trash, if you're black, if you're Mexican, Asian, Indian, Indian what. I mean, I, I actually, I, I'm probably tougher on the white trash that I see throughout the area than I am on anybody of any other uh, color or race. But uh, and it's just like what you're talking about, too, with uh, Bush, the Bush Clinton crime family. Well, look at Amnesty McCain and, and uh, Ted Kennedy. What a, what are the, one of the lowest sleazeball lowlifes that you could ever imagine. And Bush is having him over for popcorn and, and movie night in the White House, sitting there with, with Ted Kennedy. Uh, if Ted Kennedy ever showed up to my ranch, John, I would have thrown his drunken ass off here so quick. I, I would I would have played basketball with that SOB. I mean, Ray, his, his Secret Service would have got me, but I would never would I consort with the enemy. Ray, uh, one of the, two of the things I wanted, two of the things I wanted to bring up on the show were coming up pretty close to the end of the show. I wanted to talk about Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King was assassinated because he was going to get ready to tell all the blacks to lay down their arms in Vietnam, and the military-industrial complex couldn't have that. Besides that, Martin Luther King was a communist. There was some evidence that he was actually a Soviet agent. Uh, JFK Jr. was being courted by uh, Bill Clinton, uh, saying that he would help get his father, father's body exhumed. Uh, but all the evidence points to the fact that uh, AFK Jr. was assassinated. Uh, Clinton uh, protected uh, that crash site, wouldn't let anybody near it or anything. Uh, I've flown that. I'm a pi pilot myself. I'm a pilot. I've flown that uh, route before, and all the nonsense they were saying that, uh, well, it was night and all this. Uh, he wasn't IFR. He was VFR. Uh, a bunch of nonsense. Uh, he was assassinated. And like I said, uh, uh, I think he uh, was going to become a threat. Uh, to go into the White House, which uh, the Clintons couldn't stand, or the Bushes, so uh, they had to keep their dynasty. That's where all the evidence points. Uh, next week, uh, Ray, we're, we're going to have a gentleman who was a presidential candidate who took a trip to Iran to, Iran to get the truth uh, for himself about that. He's going to be our guest next week. I hope uh, you know join us for that. And, uh, again, this is uh, John Clark, American Voice Radio uh, America Betrayed, and you're listening to us on www.theamericanvoice.com. Simulcast uh, on YouTube is AVRN Live. And uh, like I said, next week should be a very interesting show. And maybe we can, maybe, maybe I can maybe get Piggy Porn on as a uh, guest. That would be very interesting. Piggy Porn is Hillary's new girlfriend, uh, Ray. Well, so, she does all of her interviews in Spanish, John, so we'll have to get an interpreter. Yeah. But, Ray, uh, take care of yourself down there. And next week, like I said, it should be a, a very interesting show. I want to thank Bobby for uh, giving me that information on uh, uh, Dick Lamb. Uh, that was very interesting. I'd like to have Bobby on the show in the future. He uh, 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 would like to tell us a little bit about what's going on in Venezuela, which is really what they'd like to do here. Uh, also, Dave Somerville, I dedicated the show to him. He passed away last year. He was really a class act uh, the, I, played uh, his song, uh, Little Darling, and, uh, then, and we're going to end with a song with one of my previous co-hosts who I knew for a long time because I grew up with Jerry Garcia in San Francisco. Uh, to me, he was one of the great singers along with uh, Dave Somerville. Uh, that's uh, Marty Ballin. I'm going to end with one of Marty's songs and hope to see you uh, next week, same time, same place.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.